Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired like you. We went and saw a movie last night and Joaquin got out Phoenix. pretty late. Joaquin Phoenix, it was a great role for him because it just required like little to no emotion. You know, someone who could be kind of crazy mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but narcissistic. Yeah, we, narcissistic, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. We both find, found out that we knew little to nothing about Napoleon mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And uh, assuming that this movie is accurate in any way, a completely different person than we thought. But I don't know how, I mean, maybe Joaquin put his own dorky spin on the character. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It was but a decent movie. It was it was good. It was good. I had um, higher expectations. Yeah, I did too. You know, when they put on the, when they put on the, uh, these days trailers for movies are just so good. You know, mm-hmm. they've perfected the art of making trailers for movies and people should win awards just for the trailers. They did spoiler. They did spoil one of the coolest moments in the movie in the trailer, uh, which is that battle where he forces them onto the lake. Uh, and that's on the trailer. Um, if you're planning on going to see the movie, I I think it's a fine movie to go and see. It wasn't what I expected. You see in the trailer, like, same guy that did Gladiator. And so you kind of think it's going to have that same epic feeling that Gladiator had, that just big epic with the massive epic climax and the hero and the all that stuff. And really, it was just sort of a movie that floated along. I would say there's, like, not much dynamic range to the movie like there's big battles in the beginning and throughout the two and a half hour movie but it's like if you could measure the emotion of the movie i would say just runs flat like Mm. this and then it's just and then it's over yeah that's it kind of like you yeah just like just like me (laughs) never (laughs) never showing any emotions at all so like it never really got i never felt emotionally invested in the movie Mm. I'm like, okay, that's a cool battle that's happening right yeah. there. So look at that guy right there. He just got uh, blown apart by a cannonball. I should look at cannonballs sometime. That's pretty cool. And then, oh, look at that. And like, that's just kind of how I felt watching the movie. And honestly. I thought the way they did it, it made Napoleon not seem as dominant as I think he yeah. was. Well, or like, kinda, we, like we had assumed he was through the little bit of history we were told. Well, they went through the timeline really quickly. I, 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 you got to pay attention to the dates. Oh, yeah. Because if you look at the dates, then you're like, oh, wow, that's like, okay, 40 years. I mean, the, yeah, the the movie spans, I think the movie spans like 25 years or something like that. It starts in the late, in the early 1790s, oh, it goes I like thought. like 1780s. Maybe 80s. Yeah, to, 1780s to, to like 1814, like I thought. 1815? Something, okay, maybe it was 15. <laughs> yeah. Everyone write it down. It was 15, not 14. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyhow. See when Napoleon rules. <laughs> I honestly knew so you nothing. Didn't pay attention to the dates either. <laughs> I knew nothing about him. I had no idea that he was the emperor of France at some point in time. I thought he was just this random conqueror that went around conquering lands and ruling lands, and like that's what I heard. Just this, this con, not conquistador, <laughs> but this, this conqueror, in just French. this conquest, he was a conquistador to, to in go <laughs> to go around just taking over people's lands, and that's what that's kind of what I heard. And he was a super short guy with a big funny hat. And just went around killing a bunch of people. And 
he went around killing a bunch of people, but he was, they were like fighting battles uh, for the French, which I know none of their history mm. at all. I don't even know anything about the French Revolution. It does explain why the French people are angry. You think? I think, yeah, he gives a good representation of just, you know, French people being angry, I think. It showed back then they were good at protests, too. Yeah, you know? they've been, the uh, French have been protesting been, for a yeah, long time. Yeah, that's maybe where protests originate, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't, yeah, I just didn't know much about the history. And uh, they kind of didn't do a great job explaining the history, like why things were happening, why it was important, you know, what they were trying to do. I didn't understand what their system of government was. There's these five guys that are meeting, but then they just have them sign something and they they resign. And now there's these three dudes. And, and then how do you just pick a king? I thought that had to be a specific bloodline or something, you know? But you're just like, oh, yeah, we... I, now there's one it dude. It didn't make much sense, you know. Yeah. Then we're going to oust this one dude. Like, <laughs> no longer. Yeah, I don't I didn't get it. Yeah. I just honestly a lot of it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I got to tell you. You know, 1775 to like 1820, that was a crazy period it of time. It was a wild time to be a alive. A lot of war happening mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. In America, in Europe, in Russia. Yep. I mean, and could you imagine marching from like France to Russia? <laughs> It's a, that's a, it's a long walk. It's a hell of a march. A lot of lost a lot of good men out there. Yeah, you know, like five hundred thousand of them. This isn't a movie review podcast. No, it's but not. It's not. It's, it's uh it's a fine movie if you want to go see it. I wouldn't recommend people run out and clear your schedule. I don't think you have to go see it in an IMAX or anything like what we kind of did last mm-hmm. night. You can see it in a normal movie theater at normal movie prices. That wait, would be fine too. Wait till it comes to your TV. That's fine. I like seeing stuff in the theater. I do do too. you think guys like seeing stuff in theaters more than girls? Like, do you, because we care about things more. Like, when I go to a theater, I want the big screen, I want the epic sound, I want that feeling. Do girls, I know this is kind of talking in general, but I don't think my wife feels the same way about going to a movie that I do. Unless it's the Barbie movie. You know, <laughs> well, she didn't know. She thought that looked dumb. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if because guys are so into things and maybe like including sound and picture quality and all of that stuff that maybe girls aren't There's as a, interested in seeing things in the theater. A few ladies in the Fed haters group. I see one. Yes, we like that, too. OK, I'm not I'm just talking in general. OK, I know a lot of I know some girls who love the comic book movies, all the Marvel stuff, and they always go see them in theaters and stuff like that. And of course, that's most really girls fun. I see going to the theater have blankets. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know? Last um, night when I was walking in, I saw several girls in pajamas and blankets. Um, and I was like, "You look comfy." One reason might be, once again, just talking in general. I don't Still think going on about the movie. Oh, it's important to the first story. <laughs> oh, okay. that's why. Yeah, the first story is about movies. So. It is White Pill Wednesday, by the way. This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. And movies. <laughs> One reason might be uh, that, I, in general, girls don't like action and war and and uh, sci-fi quite as much as guys do. Just quite as much. I'm not saying that they don't like them or that there are some girls that are way cooler than all the other girls or anything like that. I'm just saying that... You took I'm a survey. Saying, in general. You took a survey and overall, yeah. like, 
Well, we got a the we majority got a, of women. We have a genre called chick flicks. Yeah, we don't call all the other movies dick flicks. <laughs> like that's not something that we do. Although maybe we should. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Can that go on the radio? I don't. I don't know. Okay, you should have said penis flicks, and that can <laughs> go on the radio. Scientifically accurate. Right. Yeah. So you know, like a chick flick. Do you have to see that in the movie theater? Yeah. Really? I mean, you can watch that at home, curled up on the couch. With your fire going in your dog's yeah. head in your lap or whatever with a bowl of ice cream. and But both genders whatever. like to watch things that are unrealistic. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's all about this world that we'll never reach. <laughs> respiring towards that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. For guys, it's like superheroes and war and uh-huh. space travel and all that. And for girls, it's like a perfect relationship with yeah. men who don't actually exist. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> here's a white bill to talk about. Uh, Disney, Disney, in their recent uh, filing, has hinted that it's uh, pol- their political stance, their woke politics. They didn't use the word woke as presenting risks to their reputation and their brands. Mm. Yes, hinting that they um, have sort of taken a stance on things and that that is harming the company. And because Republicans buy sneakers too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so they had another movie bomb over the holiday uh, weekend, which was a movie called Wish. Oh, Wish. Yeah. Uh, which I I hadn't heard of, but I didn't hear of it till last night when there was a preview for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently that bombed as well, and so they've had a lot of movies not do very well, and their their stock has been taking a big hit. And I think this is a precursor to them making some changes. And I think what they first have to make the case for is that what they are doing and taking some of this uh, political cultural stance is harming their business and is harming their investors. Because when they start to make a change back towards normal Disney, some people are going to get mad and some people are going to try to boycott them. And a a lot of people will be very upset with this. And so they've got to kind of build the foundation right now with their investor base that they've got to turn back towards the old way of doing things, which is making movies that people want to see, you know, and, and that's what they're going to have to go towards. I guess some of the story here that all people want to see. Yes. Yeah. The Walt Disney company acknowledged that it's left leaning politics may have alienated a segment of the population, putting the dent in the house of mouses. Bottom line, a recent company filing with the SEC included a reference to risks relating to misalignment with public and consumer tastes. Generally, our revenues and profitability are adversely impacted when our entertainment offerings and products, as well as our methods to make our offerings and products available to consumers, do not achieve sufficient consumer acceptance, they said in their SEC filing. Disney went on to note that consumers' perceptions of our position on matters of public interest, including our efforts to achieve certain of our environmental and social goals, often differ widely and present risks to our reputation and brands. Uh, CEO Bob Iger, who retook the reins at Disney a year ago after Bob Chapek came under fire for his management, told investors in late September that the company will quiet the noise in a culture war that has pitted social conservatives against the global media and entertainment conglomerate they also lost their private property <laughs> they, they lost I that mean, too that's a huge loss this article talks about the thing with DeSantis too which we if you haven't heard us talk about it before i'm against what DeSantis did with disney in florida i think that 
that was one of the few examples of they like, should just go back to creating magic you know yeah cartoons and like magical experiences for kids and families alike and stuff that like more people want to see and not be going with all of these i'm not saying that every one of these storylines is woke i think that people go too far calling soft stuff woke like if it it can go so far as a movie has a black lead character and they're like, oh, this movie's woke. Like, right. That's not woke. Yeah. Like, just because it's not a white person doesn't mean it's woke. Well, the problem is, but they come <laughs> out and say, like, well, we needed to make this movie yeah. to represent It's whatever. the reason that they did that. Stop saying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just make the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? Don't, don't, there should be no motivation behind it. It's like, well, this black lead character was the best fit for Mermaid. Or you take a story where maybe the guy was the hero and you flip it around and you make the girl the hero because there weren't enough movies where the girls were were heroes. I mean, you see a lot of that. Like, she doesn't need a man. They had the whole thing with Snow White, which is getting pushed back and back where they weren't even going to use the dwarves and she wasn't going to get rescued by a prince and all of this stuff. I'm like, why not just make a different movie then and not call it Snow White? I can rescue myself. Yeah, like that whole, <laughs> this whole idea. And I understand there's a, there's a place for that because I do think that people like to see themselves in the movies that they're watching. You know, like when you watch a movie, here's why it's important. People complaining about the way that they've changed up characters and stuff in movies in the last like five or 10 years or whatever. And I, I mean, I've, I've noticed it. Well, the reason they change up the characters is the reason that Maybe people, white dudes like us, might not like the movies as much. We could get called racist for not liking a movie where the character, the lead hero, is a black woman, you know. And I'm like, well, I'm not quite as interested in that. I don't, I don't care. Like I would have been. Well, is well, it a good movie or not? That's true. That's all I care. I about. only care because I get slightly annoyed because of what we just talked about, which is why did they do that? Because what that's, that's exactly where, like, that's why I, I said just make the movie. I can't get that political thing out of my head. Like, why did they make this decision? The reason that matters is why did they pick that person as a lead? They say that they picked the person because people need to see themselves in that role. You know, a, a black woman needs to see a movie where a black woman is the hero, or a woman needs to see a movie where the woman is the hero, or a little girls need to see that. And what they're admitting is people need to see that, including us white people need to see it too. I've thought a lot about this. Like people, that story brand marketing book, you know, people see themselves as the hero in the movie Mm -hmm. and you make it easier when you, I guess, line up more so with with the character. You know, yeah. And so I think- Why do they have all these skinny girls doing it then? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. What about these body positive girls? God. I've got They're one. not seeing themselves in there, you know? They're probably still feeling bad about themselves. I've been watching uh <laughs> I've been watching You see what show. I mean? You can like keep going. Yeah. And so it's like let's make 187 versions of the Little Mermaid <laughs> where we have all representation. It's like yeah. come on, man. We can't do that. <laughs> it could, you could, I guess, but it's like just make the movie. The point I'm making is that when you pick the leads in a story uh, you're picking who is going to most relate to the lead characters in a story. 
And as you fractionate down to a lower and lower percentage of the population, but but here, but there's one problem with that. I th- no, I think it's I think it's different than that. See, I think it's more along archetypes mm-hmm. because there ain't no woman who wants to go rescue a prince from a dragon. <laughs> like you can't reverse the role. Maybe she does. Have you talked to all the women? Okay, I I would argue that the amount of women who want to rescue a man. From a from a dragon, probably basically zero statistically. Okay. I don't there want to rescue some, anyone from a dragon. There could be some. I'm saying it has to go back to. I think it's archetypical. What about trans women? Well, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Women, the, biologically, you know, women want to be protected and rescued. Mm. That's why they make those stories. Yeah, and that's why everyone relates to it, including the woman. Yeah, not anymore. That's that's uh, that's a faux pas. No, it's still in culture. No, today. it still is, is which it? is why Disney's losing. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I think this is all about. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Disney has hit rough times economically. The company has been hamstrung by steep losses and its streaming division, as well as underwhelming box office results and big bu- big budget pictures in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That could just be purely exhaustion from people. Actually, my God, how many movies can there be? We could take women and we just take women and men out. We could just talk about masculinity and femininity. Mm -hmm. Right? You just talk about those two different dynamics, which has been we've been telling stories about masculinity and femininity for thousands of years. Yeah, it's like it's it's biological. It's I agree. I agree for sure. The Marvels. Its latest MCU sequel has generated just $76.9 million domestically and $110 million overseas in the three weeks since it opened. Ooh. Disney's most recent animated offering, Wish, managed just a measly $31.7 million over the five-day Thanksgiving period. It had been forecast to debut closer to $50 million. Uh, Wish, a fairy tale centered around a wished-upon star, fared better than last year's Thanksgiving release for Disney's Strange World, which bombed with a $18.9 million holiday mm. uh, opening. I think they spent more money than that on <laughs> yeah. making it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops. I did want to show you this. Remember, this is all white pill stuff. The orange line is the S&P 500. The white line is Disney. This is since the uh, just before the COVID crash. Actually, I could have made this look way more dramatic, but I couldn't get my uh, software to, to uh, agree with me on this. But since just before the COVID crash, the market, the S&P 500 is up 42%, and uh, Disney is down 40%. And uh, since a good time to buy Disney, then. <laughs> it's actually not looking too bad. It just broke out of a channel, yeah. uh, moving down to the downside. And if it uh, comes down, makes a higher low, and could potentially uh, start a turnaround here, especially with this filing, because to me, this... To me, what they're saying... And That's this, not financial advice, by the way. No, no. But what they're saying in this meeting is that they realize that this woke culture thing is not going to work for their movies and that they're going to have to move back towards more traditional Disney movies where they don't pick a stance on things and they don't try to ruffle people's feathers. And... That could end up being really good, and that's coinciding with a time where it just recently broke out of this downward channel and could be making a big reversal on mm. the chart. So we'll uh, we'll see. If you were to mark this from the uh, 
uh, if you were to mark this from like the highs right there, I mean, they're down. They're down a lot mm. since this. Uh, they never recovered uh, from that. We hit the peak in what, 2021 after the COVID, the COVID crash? down below the COVID crash. Yeah. <laughs> and we hit the peak uh, in 2021 after the COVID crash and everything else started going back up. Like the market is actually pretty close to all time highs right now. Uh, but Disney never recovered. They just kept going down. So the, that's one of the great things about capitalism. You know, I tweeted out this morning that capitalism is democracy and the people are voting. That's, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need a law passed or anything like that. Oh, look, uh, it look, Disney's changing. <laughs> people don't like it. They're not going to see the movies and Disney's losing money. And now Disney is saying, well, you know, this is kind of costing us a lot of money. And to me, this is a precursor to them saying, well, since that's costing us a lot of money, I think that maybe we need to change things. Did, but are they talking about how much the CEO is losing and his stock compensation? <laughs> Probably. No, I bet they're not. Yeah. I bet they're not at all. Because it seems like he was worth like 50% more than what he is now. It's still going to be really tough for them to turn it around because by this time, they've got so many people at the company that are invested in this wokeness culture stuff that they're going to like quit when they try to change things, you know? Yeah. They're going to have a tough time. In related movie news, did you see the Daily Wire Plus trailer? (laughs) Yeah. For their new comedy coming out? Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, the movie looks god awful. Or is it a. But it's a movie. It's a movie or a show? It's a movie. It's a movie? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, The movie looks god awful, but I support their. It also looks hilarious. I like the fact that this is a movie, but it's called Lady Ballers. Yeah, I don't think. I don't Mm. think Boring and Shapiro and those guys are actual actors. No. But they are going to act in this movie. It's so. going to look more like a hour and a half long skit. Uh, yeah. I bet. Like an hour and a half long digital short Lady from Ballers. SNL. Lady Ballers? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. So I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see different clips from the movie. I, I, the movie just looks terrible to me. but I'm going to watch it. It could be, could be fine. I'll support it. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny, about- while Disney's going <clears throat> down... <clears throat> Things like Daily Wire Plus are going up. Well, they started that new they're, one called Bent Key, which is a weird word. They're taking name. advantage. And uh, trying to make their own kids' movies. I don't understand the name. I don't either. Bent Key? Is it Jewish? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why they call that. Coming right up, we're going to finish up this conversation and talk about some new technological breakthroughs on Liberty at Night. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing to be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, "Let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas." There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com.
Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. Look at our daily podcast, Good Morning Liberty. Let's get right back into this conversation about Disney's recent bombs. This is talking about Wish uh, not doing well. They name out some other movies, the Marvels, Indiana Jones, uh, things not doing very well. Um, this one talking about is Disney's new movie Wish a woke disaster. This one also names out some of the other movies that have been... Uh, going pretty terribly. The moral of the story is, since we've spent about 23 minutes talking about movies, uh, it's not going well. And by the way, this thing that I pulled up, here's what I was trying to point out. I See, I truly believe that people want to see themselves as the as the hero in, this, in the story. Like, I, I'm a believer in that idea. Maybe I'm, not no, Maybe not, not so much by, like, skin color. I get I that because disagree. I watch, like, my hero growing up was Michael Jordan. I never thought about the fact that he was black. You know, yeah. that never, I don't never disagree, mattered. To I don't me. disagree with that. I'm just saying, I think it goes one level deeper than just like, oh, I want to see myself as a hero. It's like, well, why? Yeah. Why? Keep asking why until you get to the bottom. I just think if you want to see yourself like doing something, doing something great. But why? You know? Why? I don't know. Cause that's cool. But <laughs> I don't have a why. I don't have a deeper than that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it does go one level deeper. What's that? Which is, it's part of our biological nature. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. To, to be the protector. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so let's not Men say we, naturally want mm-hmm. to, biologically naturally want to provide. They want to provide and protect. It's mm-hmm. like ingrained. Okay. Women naturally want to sit in their femininity. They don't, they don't want like, which is they want to be. You're speaking in general terms. In right general. There. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In general. Well, it's the way it's been for thousands of years. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm it. It's deeper than mm-hmm. just like sur- the, than surface level people, right? It's generational. It's archetypical. That's what it is. To be fair, there were other reasons for that. I mean, as before birth control or modern ways of taking care of children, or that, that uh, is true. You know, things like that. Like women, mm-hmm. uh, there were reasons that they had to be protected and the the men would be but the hunter think, and all that i think they're i don't know i think this is the battle in our culture right now i think you see it happening right at least i do I, I see it anecdotally i see a lot of women saying like i'm tired of making the decisions or i'm tired of this or i'm tired of all of this i just <clears> want to sit in peace and they're not at peace right now because they're not in their femininity they're more in their masculinity yeah because you can go back and forth and i think i see at least anecdotally in our culture, I see a lot of women saying like, I wish my man would take the lead and he's not because he's too scared because of what's happening in our culture. Yeah. So I think they, I think there's still that biological urge urge and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies in the fed haters club. I I see one lady say exactly. What's really tough. (laughs) What really sucks for women is like, and I could be wrong. I used to want to do nice things for like a rent. So I remember this one time when I forget I was at, um, can't remember what it was. It was something big. I was at Home Depot and this woman was like, just imagine like getting the toilet off the shelf and trying to put it like on the flatbed cart. And she just looked ridiculous trying to do it. You can imagine, <laughs> you know, everyone can see this in their heads right now. And I, you know, used to back in the olden times, you think about some, you know, chivalry, mm-hmm. you know, chivalry's dead now. Okay. <laughs> because I just, you, killed it. you know what I did? I, I just, 
turned the other way and walked away. <laughs> because if I go up there and I try to help her with that toilet, who am I? Some sexist pig who thinks she can't get her exactly. own toilet yeah. into the cart? Who's you know? perpetuating the weaker sex narrative? Exactly. So, I mean, that's just... There's no... <laughs> they're just thing. killing our culture right now. Okay, I brought up this chart because, uh, like I was saying earlier, I truly believe people want to see them as the character in the movie. And it doesn't have to be by race, but I do think at least by sex, it's a little bit harder to see like the woman as the whatever. Um, if you're a man watching, not that you never can. I get it. The Hunger Games are pretty cool movies. Okay, that was fine. But look at who goes to movies. Here's the point. Who goes to movies? We we talked earlier about whether or not men just like going to movies more than women do. And I think that since we care so much about things and those details and like, I want to see it because of the, uh, just how good they did at making this movie. And I don't know if, you know, my wife has ever thought about that. Like, oh, wow, well, it was a great job the director did and the and the sound engineers all did on this movie. And look at the special effects and all that stuff. And the, they did such a good job. Well, when you look at people who go often or sometimes to the movies, 46% of them are male and 37% of them are female. Now, that's not crazy differences, but that is a fairly big difference that a lot more men are likely to go see things in the theater than women. Oddly enough, some of this has changed over time because the movies have changed and you're starting to see more women go to the theater. And in fact, I saw an article where they're trying to get to these untapped resources of women who weren't going to the theater. And so they are trying to put all of these lead hero roles out there to try and get an untapped money pot that they weren't getting before. And it's not working out quite as well for them as they, they thought. It turns out like women might be way more likely to just wait for something to, to appear on streaming. Or maybe they go down to the local red box. <laughs> pick it up. They still have those? I saw a red box the other day <laughs> when I was at a CVS. And I was like, did you go rent a movie wanted, just for nostalgia you, purposes? No, but what I wanted, I felt the need to do was sit outside in the parking lot and wait for the person who came to like yeah. rent a movie from the red box and just try to figure out what their life is, yeah. you know, what it is that they're doing. I if, saw a VHS player the other day. Really? Yeah, it was, it felt heavy. <laughs> it's big, really big stuff. Um, let's see. Never go to the movie. 14% of men, uh, let's see. Never go to the movie. 21% for women never go to the movie. And then the rarely was, was kind of similar. The, the often is much higher for males. The sometimes is much often they're much more for males. And I think that's one way that they've gone wrong. They're not giving us enough heroes to go and see, you know, and um, that that's what I think they need to fix as a man. Yeah, that's what I want to see. <laughs> that's your man. You know, I'm sick of all these woman heroes out there <laughs> always saving all the men. I wonder what emasculating was cool, me. You know? Oh God! I only watched the 1984 <laughs> one, and yeah. I, it might have been the uh, it might have been one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen. <laughs> also, it was by like the way, freaking 19 hours long and just ridiculous. I say all this, I, I, and I I hate having disclaimers but i say all this i think men and women are still free to do what they want oh oh that's a like man that is a big statement there if a if a woman wants to be intermasculine or wants to (laughs) it wants to go towards masculinity like doesn't if a woman doesn't want kids and wants to be a boss 
A, B, and you know, like yeah. wants to do all those things. Hey, more power to you. Go do it. You know, I'm just saying statistically, they're probably not going to be as happy as they would if they were more in their natural instincts. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of, at least anecdotally, they don't actually feel fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not that meaning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying that's, that's just the biological nature. I didn't make up the rules. Yeah. Right. Talk to God about that. (laughs) Good luck with that. That's not, uh, but at the same time, I want to make sure people know that like, well, as long as you're an adult, yeah, you're free to do what you want. I don't, you can't change kids sex. I will forever be against that. But you know, if you're a woman, you know, who's old enough and decides you want to change something, whatever, go ahead. You're um, free to do that. Well, we have a few more minutes. There are some and other- I'm free to have an opinion to think that you won't be as happy. Let's just announce a few good news items here real quick for, for White Bill Wednesday, because they're just little little topics. Little topics like 41 workers being rescued from a collapsed tunnel in uh, India. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Heard about that yesterday. I they like were, when people are rescued. They were trapped in there for two weeks. Um, they were trapped in a tunnel under construction uh, in India. Uh, cameras, politicians... That's why and- I don't work in tunnels. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh they say in here, like the Chilean miners, remember the Chilean miners thing? Or mm-hmm. the Thai cavers, there's something about workmen trapped on the ground that captures the world's attention, and it happened again uh, with a November 12th landslide caused a portion of the 2.2-mile tunnel to collapse. That's a big tunnel. <clears throat> Blocking a section of the path as long as two football fields uh, to exit. They survived on food and oxygen sent in through narrow steel pipes, while more than a dozen physicians were monitoring their health through various sensors. Uh, well, it's pretty cool they effort. can do that stuff now. Yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, they escaped with uh, no one was seriously injured. Uh, they only had like a couple minor injuries and all of them survived. And they were there for two weeks. Pretty crazy. Wow. Crazy So last stuff. Friday, the drilling machine used to create the path for the pipes broke. And from then until Tuesday, teams worked on through the night in shifts using hand drills. Woo. Hmm. Uh, by Tuesday, they had drilled through over a hundred feet of rubble by wow. hand with a drill. Well, probably yeah, with a drill in your yeah, hand, but by mm-hmm. hand with a drill, yeah, but not a machine drill. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, <laughs> just a normal like a like a Makita or a Dewalt or something, I mm-hmm. guess. Okay, so that's pretty cool. That's good news. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're coming up towards the end of the year holiday season. Personally, I do look forward to it, but it can be pretty stressful. There's a lot of scheduling that you have to do with different family. Maybe they live around the globe. Maybe you're missing a loved one this year. Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings that you're having. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all that stress that you're going through. Something to look forward to, make you feel grounded, give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I've done therapy in the past. It was very helpful and life-changing just to talk through some of these things with people and learn how to deal with things as they come up. Charlie has used BetterHelp for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. How about a couple other good little technological innovations before maybe we get to 
one more thing that's not really a white pill if we have time. Um, I always like cool things that could make life better for everyone on the planet, you know? Yeah. Later when they have cool little discoveries. Mm-hmm. And uh, the scientists have found that exposing plants to uh, unusual chemical early can bolster their growth and help feed the world. And cause cancer. One thing they know, well, it's a natural, it's a natural hormone. I am, I have questions, but it's a natural hormone that plants have. Did you know plants, they, they get stressed? Yeah. Plants and have feelings. These uh, genetically modified plants, they focus everything on their, their growth and they don't have any room left to focus on the stress thing. And they can't, when it gets too hot or too dry, they can't like move somewhere, which created a really funny picture in my mind of like little plants scurrying around in the field, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, that's a whole different world of plants could that's, just move around like that. That's a Disney movie. Luckily, they have those hard cell walls, they, you know, that make it to where they can't move. One problem is plants don't have representation of themselves in mm-hmm. movies. That's true. To realize, well, except for VeggieTales, I guess. Yeah, there you go. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But those are all Christian plants. <laughs> 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 I just because I could see a Disney movie of like a corn stalk. No, I have that you know stupid song in my moving head moving around. <laughs> just like any other organism, plants can get stressed. Usually, it's conditions like high, like heat and drought that lead to the stress. And when they're stressed, plants might not grow large as large or produce as much. This can be a problem for farmers. Uh, so many scientists have tried genetically modifying plants to become more resilient, but plants modified for higher crop yields tend to have a lower stress tolerance because they put more energy in the growth than into protection against stresses. Similarly, improving the ability of plants to survive stress often results in plants that produce less because they put more energy in the protection than into growth. This conundrum makes it difficult to improve crop production. But they've been studying a plant hormone, ethylene. Never heard of her. Which regulates growth and stress responses in plants. In a study published back in July... Uh, the lab made an unexpected and exciting observation. They found that when seeds are germinating in darkness, as they usually are underground, adding ethylene can increase both their growth and their stress tolerance. Uh, so they basically talk about so how the they, plants like, hey, hey, is this environment less stressful? And they're like, no, 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 it's not less stressful. <laughs> We're just, you're just going to feel like it is. <laughs> so they they basically expose these seeds to this uh, ethylene, uh, this ethylene gas, I guess, in the soil. And it turns out it helped them grow much bigger and stronger, faster than the other seeds. And we already have the genetically modified plants. And that's one of the reasons that we're all alive, by the way. I hate it when people talk negatively about, about genetically modified crops. It means that they know absolutely nothing about the amount of food that we need and what, what yields on crops used to be before we had those things. You seem like a farmer. And it seems like I come from a farm family mm, yeah. and it seems like people have absolutely no clue how much more food we produce. <sighs> You're just a big because farm of shill. These genetic modifications. You're a big farm shill. Yeah. Yeah. Not big pharma. You're a big farm. <clears throat> You're talking about <laughs> billions less people would be able to be on the planet if we didn't have uh, what some of these Monsanto seeds that we have, you know, it's like it's it's that different. Yeah. Monsanto has saved billions of people's lives, well, uh, or whoever it is that created the stuff. I can't remember yeah. the dude's name. They just kill you later. Mm-hmm. It might shave. May, we've talked about this before. <laughs> we've talked about it before. What if it shaves? Five? Would you rather die from cancer or from starvation? <laughs> no. 
What if it shaves? Most people, I think, would choose cancer. <laughs> what, if, what if it shaves five years off your life, ten years off your life, uh, but it, your life happened in the first place versus not happening versus it didn't happen? Yeah, that's true. So that that's actually the decision that you're making. Yeah. It's not. We'll just not have these, and then everyone will still be able to eat. But if you want to grow your own organic food, no one's stopping you. No, go ahead. Go if out. you want to buy organic food, another thing that annoys me is when people complain about organic food costing more. Like there's some kind of big conspiracy to hurt people who eat <laughs> organic food or to price gouge people. It's like, just no, more expensive. <laughs> it costs more to make it, <laughs> right? Because it makes less than the other stuff does. Mm. You know, it's harder to take care of. Don't make it more difficult than it is like mm-hmm. it's that that's what food would cost if we didn't have all of these gmos yeah uh, so anyhow uh this is a natural way i am i would like to question how much of this is left over in the plant extra that then gets transferred to the people who eat it and whether or not it would help us deal with stress better <laughs> you know i don't know if ethylene helps no clue i have no clue what that stuff is yeah but what if it did i don't know um, anyhow, maybe you should conduct the experiment. One more cool thing. Uh, Eli Lilly, another big pharma giant, you know, one of those evil, uh, companies, not that they don't do bad stuff, but, uh, they've got a drug in trial right now. I think it made it through phase one that is that cut heart disease risk factor by 96%. So that's pretty good. Um, it's pretty, that sounds decent. Yeah, go ahead, Charlie. You're the medical expert here. The first inhuman trial of an experimental drug, uh, Lepodis- Lepodisaran, found that a single shot could dramatically and durably reduce blood levels of um, your LDL, your cholesterol, a currently untreatable risk factor for heart disease. The challenge, your levels of LDL cholesterol, the bad kind that clogs arteries and leads to heart disease, are based on a combination of factors, including genetics, diet, and lifestyle. That means if your LDL is too high, you can change what you eat, exercise more, or cut back on vices like smoking and alcohol. There are also drugs like statins that are highly effective at lowering LDL levels. Lipoprotein, or LPA, is another particle produced by your liver, just like LDL. And high levels in your blood independently raises your risk of heart disease. Unlike LDL, though, your LPA levels are determined almost entirely by genetics. That means an estimated 20% of the global population who have high levels of LPA can't reduce this major risk factor for heart disease. And there aren't any proven medicines to significantly lower those levels either. To mitigate their risk, this group must be even more careful about their LDL levels. Since that's the only factor they can control. So does this affect the LPA or just the LDL? Yeah, so what's, here we go, what's new? On November 12th, researchers published the results of a phase one trial of an experimental drug being developed by pharma giant Eli Lilly. The drug was shown to lower participants' high LPA levels by as much as 96% from their baseline. So that's not the one that you can control. That's the one that you can't control. Mm, Yeah. Okay. It's the genetic one. Huh. If further further trials show that this medication is safe and can reduce heart attacks and strokes, it would be good news for patients because it eliminates a risk factor we've been unable to treat. Heart disease is a big problem. It is a lot of... It's still the number one killer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Your heart will attack and kill you. It will. Like every Mm -hmm. time, that's what happens. Um, Yep. That's the last thing to kill you is your heart. By the way, Costco, you said shouldn't need drugs to do that, take care of your body and reduce risks, but... 
You can only control one form of cholesterol. It's confusing because I thought they were starting off by saying that it controlled your LDL. Um, no. Let, let's see. Look at the subheading there. There's no way to treat high LPA. Okay. Well, the beginning of the article, I was I thought they were talking Single about shot LDL. Change that. Not LVA, LPA. Okay. You know, I was saying your heart, your levels of LDL cholesterol, mm. the bad kind that clogs arteries and leads to heart disease, are based on a combination of factors, including genetics, diet, and lifestyle. So your diet and lifestyle can help reduce your LDL <clears throat> cholesterol. Yeah. Okay. But now, Bailey, that's uh, that's only for kids. That guns are the number one killer. Uh, when you get later, if you surpri- if you survived uh, downrange or school, as we call it, uh, <laughs> then later on your heart will attack and kill you. Yeah. So anytime, anytime someone says that, you know, that guy's got a big heart, (laughs) better watch it. (laughs) Let's see. 42 minutes. Let's call. I don't want to, I don't want to throw in any negativity here um, because I did leave it on a good note. Yeah. This could be good for this one to be good for tomorrow. Um, So let's just leave it with some good stuff today. Yeah. How about that? How about that? a, A good news. Kind of. We talked a lot about women in this mm-hmm. one, Nate. Yeah, but we were right, so that's a good part about that. Yeah, that's one thing about being a man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels so good. We have the privilege of mansplaining. Do you notice how fast it's You know, flipped? you don't hear, like, oh, don't womansplain that to me. That's because men don't complain. Do you notice how fast it flipped in that movie last night where in one scene he goes, you're... You spoiler, know, it's a spoiler. He's upset with her about something. Oh and yeah. He says he, he says him. that you're nothing with he says you're nothing without me. Mm-hmm. And you know, later on in the day, she gets him to say that he's nothing without her and uh-huh. he's she's completely flipped it back around mm-hmm. on him where he's like crying and begging. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Turns out this massive world conqueror Napoleon was just trying to impress a lady, you know, Josephine. And uh it once again, everything that men, everything uh, bad that men have done throughout history was, uh, was had a woman behind it. <laughs> so, there you go. I can't tell if that's a joke or... I, we'll never know. Exactly. <laughs> All right, if you enjoyed today's episode or you didn't, share it or don't. I don't care. Uh, stopped caring about that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do this show regardless because we like it. I don't care if you like it. Uh, go follow us on all of our socials. We have all of them out there. Tons of them. We're even on threads, I think. Right? If anybody's on there. I don't know if we post on there or no, not. No, we don't, we don't post on you threads. You can still follow us. Threads is deads. dead. Um, Does I'm anyone just saying, use that? Honestly? I'm just saying we're everywhere. Like everyone knows the so numbers. Go to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twi- X. The numbers X about now. threads were... Like BS from the from the start. I mean, it, if you had an Instagram account, you basically had a Threads account. I haven't signed up for you it. You know, like it, you just hit a button. It didn't mean that you were using it or anything. No. Like they transferred so much of it from just transferred from Instagram, basically. That they're that's trying to why compete. they had crazy numbers. But they're trying to compete against X. No one's using it. They're trying to, but who uses? How many times you see a viral thread out there posted somewhere? You know. <laughs> Yeah, the news hasn't I'm picked saying up like, on it yet. But you see a, a truth social post will go viral on Twitter on X. You see a viral TikTok, someone will repost it on X. When's the last time you saw a viral thread that someone posted on X? Yeah. Talking about how everyone was talking about whatever this thing is. Maybe Elon's blocking it. 
Oh, that could be. The point be is, it. we're on all the socials. Yeah. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, YouTube, the other video platforms. <laughs> Rumble. Rumble, Odyssey. Yeah. Anyway, just go check us out on all those. Please um, subscribe on YouTube. Please. You're acting like you want Subs- them to actually do it. Or don't. I was yeah. going to follow all that up Come with on. or not. Confused. Yeah. Uh, leave us a rating and review or not. Really, you should do all of those things, though, even though Charlie's saying not to chokingly. And we'll be right back with more Liberty at Night. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network, starting hour number two right now. And this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and they've implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering the Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash.org. Well, as some of you know, we have a daily podcast called Good Morning Liberty. You can find that on your favorite podcast app. By daily, I mean pretty much every single day of the week. There's 1,127 episodes as of today, and the live group is starting to vote on Dumb Leap of the Year, so a lot of cool stuff happening. We got merchandise, you know, you got your Gadsden flag merchandise, and then we got a lot of custom stuff that that I've made and put out there on the website. You can go to godhatesfeds.com. You always want to leave a rating and review. Go to go to the uh, Free Talk Live podcast channel. Leave a rating and review on that one as well. You can listen to this entire three-hour show uh, on that every Tuesday when we put out a new show, as well as all the other great shows that they put out during the week. And you can always watch these uh, videos live 
If you want to, you'd have to be in our live group in the Fed Haters Club, which you can get to by going to joingmail.com. By the way, it went up to seven bucks. Oh, no. I raised it to seven bucks. No way, because I saw someone commenting not that long ago saying mm-hmm. that they were they were about to join back and we've, they were hoping you were going to be lazy we've given, about we, that. We've given some warnings and uh, the real libertarian fee went up quite a lot. The inflation hit that one hard. Mm. That's the one where you pay one time and then you get to mooch off of our hard work for the rest of your life. For however long we live, basically, <laughs> uh, it doesn't, it's not it's not pegged to your life. It's you pegged think, to ours. Do you so, think like in thirty years we're still going to be doing this podcast? We better. Yeah, we better. Doesn't that sound kind of fun? Yeah, Actually, kind of. Yeah, kind well, of. Sometimes gran- my grandpa's in there doing his podcast again. <laughs> I just hope you know we got to remember to touch <sighs> touch some grass every now and then, and uh, that there's a world out there, and not everybody is crazy. You know, we spend so much time digging around on the internet for crazy stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember that not everyone is as dumb as the people that we talk about every day on this show. Just most of them are. Just a lot of the people, (laughs) more than we care to admit. Uh, But I was, thanks. I was trying to throw in a little white pill to start off. You know, I've learned as I get older, see, I have this thing where I, I try to see the good in people, which I, you know, I think... I think, you know, everyone has a shadow and everyone probably has some light in them, you know? Everyone? Everyone. Even Henry Kissinger? Yes. He doesn't have any light anymore because that mother is dead. Well, okay. Yeah. Human beings that are alive. Okay. Because gotcha. you can make a choice, right? Mm-hmm. You, have the, you have the capability for good or for evil. That's right? true. And I, I try to see the good in people. And I've learned as I get older, I think more people choose evil <laughs> than... Than I once thought. Maybe you choose evil people. It's possible. You're the problem. It's, you're right. <laughs> you know what? You're right. That's it. Hey, you got to take responsibility. It's been pretty for chilly that. here, but I just want to let everyone know personal story real quick. Mm-hmm. It's been chilly here, but have no fear because today is my second to last episode before I'm gone. Mm. Down yeah. to warmer seas. Yep. For a little while. And we hope you do well. Yeah. All of us back here holding down the fort. We somehow got to make up for everything you do here. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I am. I'm going to hell. I'm to hell. That's what it is. <laughs> trying to rescue my father. No, he's going <laughs> to. Before he's, he kicks the bucket. Now you're going to go make what? Well, like a million bucks? Can't kick anymore, but. Probably. <laughs> You're going to go make like a million bucks, probably? At the least. Something I think. like that? Yeah. At the minimum, you're going to make like 100K. Mm-hmm. Charlie's going to play the World Series of Poker Tournament in the Bahamas. A couple of them, yeah. So wish him luck. If he does well, we all do well. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, anyway, we got some, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. One thing a lot of people are talking about was that crazy interview Elon Musk gave for CNBC, uh, for it was the Deal Book Summit with Andrew Ross Sorkin, the New York Times. Um, I I associate him with CNBC, so I don't know if that was specifically theirs either. But uh, he said a lot of stuff, and I haven't made it through the whole thing. But of course, there are specific clips that people are talking about, and while everyone else has talked about it, just wait and hear, wait until they hear us do it. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play a couple of the. Uh, there's you haven't heard us do it. The one clip that everyone is for sure heard, if you have the internet by now, is just amazing. 
And it's the epitome of FU money, of course. Like, that's that's what this is. Mm -hmm. And X might end up going bankrupt because of it. Who knows? Some people are speculating that he's trying to precursor cope, as the kids call it, like pre-cope, when X is going bankrupt, so he can blame it on these other companies and stuff, Mm. pulling out all their money. Uh, We'll see. But anyway, here's what he had to say about advertisers pulling their money because... uh, Media Matters decided to say that he hates Jews. Uh, here's that. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. Earmuffs. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising? Blackmail me with money? Go f- yourself. But Go yourself is that clear i hope it is hey bob if you're in the audience well well, let me ask you then that's how i feel don't advertise how do you think (laughs) i know some people don't like the guy but i i I just love that i love that stuff yeah i love that attitude that's you know? freedom right there, man. And he says, hi, Bob, to Bob Iger from Disney. And Bob Iger was in the audience. Like, he was in there, and he's telling them to go F himself. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Yeah. So much. There are other good... Th- man, your cans. Are they making it in there? I hate the cans! <laughs> They're getting in the way he over here. He hates cans! They're getting in the way over here. There's another really good thing he said. Stay so- away from the cans! Something you brought up earlier. I don't know if I kept the part about Tesla, but um, he was talking about how uh, Tesla has been really good for the environment. He runs Tesla and all that. I don't know if that's in this clip, but he says something really important in here. Uh, One, two, three, go. Leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, no, no. no, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes. We're talking about power and influence, and I'm and saying, I'm saying, what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Them, okay? Okay. <laughs> I like Tell that. me how you really feel. Yeah. No, no. Elon, don't hold back. Now, that's something that we talk about all the time. We would describe it as a as a virtue signal. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot. People love to pat themselves on the back, mm-hmm. saying that they're for the right things. Looks like they're doing something good, but they're actually doing something evil, and F them. He was, I don't know if someone pissed him off beforehand or what it was, but he was hot. <laughs> yeah. For sure. He yeah. didn't care. Uh-uh. He gave zero Fs. Yep. So that, well, he actually gave a lot, of, gave Fs a lot of Fs in that speech. He did. Yeah, or yeah. in the interview, yeah. So he said the F word quite a bit. I really like that one a lot. I posted posted that one earlier because that's what we deal with all the time. A lot of what the left is in general are a bunch of people who like to say like, oh, look how good I am. I'm so good at all this stuff. And they do these little virtue signaling things. And it's it's all just for show. Yeah. It's just so they can look better than other people. It's actually so they can line their own pockets more. Yeah, a lot of times. Actually. It is. This one is a little bit longer clip. And this is, you know, it's do what I do what I say, not what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's another thing the older I get. I was telling the live group this earlier. 
the Fed Haters Club, the older I get, the more I realize, you know, people will say a lot of things. They will. You just have to look at what they, what are their actions? Mm-hmm. What do they actually believe? What are they really doing? If it's real, people will back it up with actions, not like, just Do words. they actually show up when you ask them to show up, you know, or do they not? Mm-hmm. Are they, are they actually there for you or are they not? Do they follow through on the things they say they're going to do or do they not? Mm-hmm. And this is true, whether it's politically or culturally or even small town relationally, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do people actually do? What do they actually believe? And just in your personal relationships, uh, to be mm-hmm. small town relationally, just be, Bring you it know. into your home. So this one is a little bit longer, but... You know, one thing we talk about, the thing that we talk about the most on this podcast is economics. And we happen to be fans of what we call capitalism or free market capitalism. We don't like it when people call things monopolies. Yeah. Um, just, you know, voluntary exchange among people. And we, uh, we don't like it when people call things monopolies when they're not monopolies. And Elon Musk doesn't either. And he did a really good job explaining uh, that there sometimes you can have a monopoly because you use the government to control the market, or you can be the biggest in a field because you have the best products and you do a better job than everyone else. And that doesn't mean that you're a monopoly. And he, that's kind of how he responded to this line of questioning. It's a couple minutes, but it's some economics. And so I wanted to hear it from the second richest person in the world right now. Maybe the Chinese will tell you that you have to, uh, they have leverage over you and you're going to have to turn that off, right? I mean, these are, these are very difficult decisions, and I'm so curious how you think about that. And not just the decisions, the fact that you have that power. I, I, just, I think it's important for the audience to understand that the reason I have these powers is not because of some anti-competitive actions, it's simply because we've executed very well. Oh, I'm not dismissing that. I think yeah. there are so many people, by the way, who are huge like, supporters of what you've created. There are created. other satellites out there, you know. But but they're and, but they're not as good as yours, and right. the same. And we can say that maybe make the same argument on the cars and everything else. Yeah. But as a result, that gives you enormous leverage, right? Okay. I mean, with the exception of the, by the way, these advertisers who aren't on X. In every other instance, everybody needs you. Well, I mean, nobody's. I mean, they use our product if it's better than use somebody else's product if it's their other product better. And I accept that, and maybe one day somebody I mean, like, else will create I mean, a better product. Is but, it like? You know, how is it a bad thing to make better products than other companies? Well, and I want to just go back to this to the Starlink piece of it, though, because it, that has sort of a geo, geopolitical ramification in terms okay. of your power and how you think about that specific power, and then uh, the power that the U.S. government might have either over you or not over you, the power the Chinese government might have over you or not over you, and how those things get used. I mean, what are you suggesting? I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question around this, this very idea of how these satellites are going to be used, whether you think that you should have control of them, whether the government should have control of them. Uh, Do you how, trust the government? Well, that's, uh, there's a lot of people who don't trust the government. No, exactly. But then this goes back to the trust of you, right? I mean, like I said, we're not the only company who has communication satellites. Our satellites are just much better than theirs. So it's not like we have a monopoly. Right. Do, you just feel, have do you feel like anybody has... product. It's not like... Do you feel anybody has leverage yeah. over you? I mean, I think at the end of the day, 
if we make bad products that people don't want to use, then the users will vote with their resources and use something else. All right, so that's exactly what we say about these big companies all the time. I love, by the, the way... The only thing I... <clears throat> we have to be truthful here. Mm-hmm. The government offers a credit to purchase a Tesla, get an EV credit. A smaller credit. credit than the other companies. Than the other companies, yeah. true. But Tesla had them before mm-hmm. the other companies had them. Yeah, yeah, because they, they had EVs before the other companies had them. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, that <clears throat> full all the information mm-hmm. out there, they also got a ton of carbon credits for, they, for their they product. Mm-hmm. So the government was offering a lot of money for that. Just, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just want all the information out there. Yeah. All right. Move on. <laughs> what? Because he doesn't have any good companies. <laughs> I'm not saying. Right. I'm not saying he doesn't. Okay. Well, uh, we'll go on to the nothing to uh, say about that. The subject. No, no. I get. I. I. I get that part. I love that when um, he's talking about whether or not the government should have control over the satellites uh, because people don't trust him. He asks if uh, you trust the government. And that's his first response to that. Uh, so that's really good. And um, he also says several times that if people want to take their dollars elsewhere, that that's what that's what they should do. That they're they're competitors. There's other communication satellites out there, and uh, that's exactly the argument when talking about monopolies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's that. Why do I have this quote up here? I've got a quote from 1984. Happen to be wearing a hoodie right now. You can buy. Uh, you can go to godhatesfeds.com and says the answer to 1984 is 1776. That math checks out. I, we did the math. Mm-hmm. We we put it in the calculator, and when you put it in there, it says that. <laughs> All right, so you can go find that shirt on the uh, on the website. That was in the Liberty calculator. <laughs> it was. The quote is, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. So... Don't pay attention to what they're doing. Just pay attention to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Kind of goes along with the other stuff we've been talking about. Okay, so why is that? We're going to talk about the economy for a second. Joe Biden, he's the president. I see another, I see another quote going around that I think is really cool, by yeah. the way, that I think is similar to this. Um, and it's some, Well, it's not a quote, but it's something someone's talking about, is that people, when they watch these movies, like the Hunger Games, you know, they, they identify with the opposition. You know, mm-hmm. identify with the fighting the the tyranny fighting the capital mm-hmm. and then all sorts of other movies you can whatever the marvel movies whatever it is they're fighting star wars you know you're fighting the government mm-hmm. literally you are. Yeah. and everybody can relate to that except for when it comes to like reality mm-hmm. and it's like we somehow skip that it's because they think their guy is not going to do whatever that bad thing is you know and really, the whole time, it's it's the man behind the curtain. You know, it's, it's Oz. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, they're turning knobs and all kinds of stuff, but you just see, they just want you to see what they want you to see. They, they not all the knob turning. The problem is they the, they just think the wrong the guy. <laughs> pull levers. Yeah, this one goes like that. Yeah, right there. Yeah, like this. big knobs though. He's got yeah, real big dials. Real big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the Hunger Games is a really good example, and I think the answer is... Pay no mind to the man behind the curtain! That's, yeah, something like that. I've never seen it myself, so no. No, The Wizard no, of Oz? No, never seen it. Hmm. Okay. Should I watch it sometime? Is yeah. it one of those kind of had-to-be-there sort of things, you know? 
it's okay. It's, yeah. yeah. Would I like it? I mean, you probably relate <laughs> mostly to, uh, I'd say you probably relate <laughs> mostly to the Tin Man. <laughs> Why? Because you have no heart. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I thought, I thought he didn't have a brain. Kind of is that the scarecrow? Stiff. Scarecrow doesn't have a brain. Yet. Okay. Tin man doesn't have a heart. No, he's kind of stiff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got that <laughs> sorted out. Uh, Joe Biden, by the way, who's a combination of both of those things. <laughs> um, all of them actually, the, the wizard also, I guess, uh, what the economy looks like to Biden voters in swing states. These are Biden voters in 2020. Uh, so by income, uh, these are people who say the economy is excellent or good, or people who say the economy is poor or only fair. <clears throat> fair is in like kind of good, not like fair, or unfair, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, if you're making under 50K, only 30% of people say it's good. 50 to 100,000, 37% of people say it's good. If you're making over $100,000 a year and you voted for Joe Biden in 2020 and you're making over 100K a year, only 42% of those people think the economy is either good or excellent with young people 18 to 29 only 11 percent of people think it's good or 30 to 44 only 19 percent of people think it's good and so basically a lot of people think the economy is really bad and so biden is working on solving this problem and the problem is to change what people think about the economy but not the economy yeah. itself. Mm. It's uh, you got to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. Okay, it's his most essential command coming from them right now. There was a story Look at in, the the black and Hispanic vote only twenty five percent. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And the fem- female only thirty five percent. Huh? Forty two percent of males though. Hmm. How about that? It's interesting. The biggest uh, block that think it's doing okay are white males. Yeah, you know. Uh, that voted that? for Biden. Uh, there was a story in the Washington Post, and it was last week, and uh, we didn't talk about it until I, I just read through it and I saw some crazy stuff. But there's this viral video that went around of the $16 McDonald's meal uh, that might explain voter anger at Biden. <clears throat> and it was a quarter pounder, but it was like a special quarter. It was like a quarter pounder with bacon or something. I don't remember what the exact flavors were. And so they tell the story. This was actually recorded and put out back in December of 2022. And they say it was a novelty item. Um, the video went viral, racking up hundreds of thousands of views. After McDonald's revenue report recently, the same post went viral again earlier this month with at least half a dozen news outlets, including the Washington Examiner, New York Post, Newsmax, Max, picking up the story. Uh, one YouTube video uh, got 2 million views, inaccurately describing it as a Big Mac meal. And so they pinpointed the problem here. There's misinformation going around saying that this was a $16 Big Mac meal. And it turns out it was this specialty uh, smoky double quarter pounder, a BLT with fries and a Sprite. And so the problem with people's perception of the economy is that they watched a viral TikTok video and they saw someone allegedly say that a Big Mac costs $16, and that's why they think the economy's bad, is because of this video that they saw. Not because of anything happening in their own lives, like things costing more, you know, struggling just a little bit more to pay the bills than, than normal. They, you base it solely off of these viral videos that you saw online, mm-hmm. on YouTube or, or uh, Twitter or TikTok. 
These stories soon reached the White House Office of Digital Strategy, which tracked the meme as one of many exaggerated examples of the nation's economic woes, according to a White House official, speaking, of course, on the condition of anonymity. In reality, inflation has been steadily subsiding. Let's talk about that steadily subsiding inflation. Of course, our our perfect, amazing Bidenomics economy that we're all living in right now. It's so good. Don't you just feel it? Just look at the poll numbers. Everyone can feel it hard right now. Well, we'll be right back with a lot more on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, you can listen to us every Tuesday night doing Liberty at Night for Free Talk Live. And you can listen to Charlie and I every day of the week on your favorite podcast app under the name Good Morning Liberty. So if you like what you're hearing, you can get a whole lot more of it, like like over a thousand episodes lot more of it and you can always join the fed haters club that's the live group that's who gets to hang out with us live every day of the week and then you can vote on things like dumb bleep dumb bleep of the year you can do submissions for show content you can talk to us live uh, while we're doing the show and you can hear us interacting with people uh, all the time before we took that break we were talking about inflation and how the government says that inflation is subsiding. And last week, the government reported price hikes had eased yet again in October. And the average Big Mac nationally, as of this summer, cost five fifty eight, up from four eighty nine. Now, I do want to point out, they're given the sandwich pricing there, just, just the meal sandwich, pricing. Yeah, Because uh, I was just at McDonald's like two hours ago. Okay, and it, it's like seven bucks now. I would have got it. Oh, it's more. It's like probably nine dollars for the meal. For the meal, yeah. Good and Lord. that guy and that guy had a meal, so they did pull a fast one here and just use the sandwich pricing. I did want to point that out. Although, <clears throat> although, what happened to the sandwich price? Since it's still Biden- up. It's still up seventy cents uh, <laughs> since before Biden took office, according to an index <laughs> maintained by the Economist. That's up more than ten percent, but it's not sixteen dollars. Yeah, five fifty eight is not sixteen, and of course they're using the sandwich pricing, not the meal pricing, uh, to make this point for you. But it's still up more than ten percent <clears throat> since the dude took office three years ago. I know the Big Mac index strikes again. <laughs> The Big Mac conundrum reflects what Biden aides and senior Democratic officials regard as one of their most vexing challenges ahead of the, ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Lying to people. Yeah. <laughs> Even as inflation has fallen to a manageable 3%, which is 50% higher than the Fed's target, and although the labor market has remained hot amid strong growth, voters still don't like the economy, and they're blaming the president. Even though inflation is less than what it, even though prices are increasing at a slower rate than they used to be increasing, which was like four decade highs of inflation, uh, for some reason, 
voters still having a problem with this economy. They don't know why. Don't they know that prices are going up slower than they used to be going up? (laughs) We'll get more on this here in just a second. As the administration tries to figure out how to improve its economic message, not the economy, the economic message. Yeah. Okay. White House Chief of Staff. What's funny is the message would follow if the economy was just better. You don't need to say anything about it. Honestly, they don't have to say anything. They could just make the economy better. But they don't know how because the only thing they know to do is to print money and give it out to people. And that's that's all they understand in the whole world. Uh, Chief of Staff has held internal meetings over the last several weeks with top communications and economic officials not to fix the economy. They're talking to communications officials with the economic officials so they can better communicate why the economy is not what people think it is. Not the game. They're talking about practice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. According to two people familiar with the internal matters, speaking on the condition of anonymity, because you wouldn't want to know who those people are. <laughs> on the one hand, administration officials say Biden deserves more credit for his economic accomplishments. A booming job market, substantial wage increases for low-income workers, rapid economic growth. They say that they say are a result of his 2021 economic stimulus and other legislative measures. Well, guess what? The inflation is widely a result of that as well. Like those, you mm-hmm. print the money and... And you, yeah, so Americans won't give Biden credit for those accomplishments if the president and his allies don't talk about them. And that's one thing we've noticed from the Biden administration is they refuse to talk about the economy and how many jobs they've created or anything or gas prices coming down or anything like that. And that's the problem. They just haven't been talking about these figures, these facts and figures. They got to get them out there. Yep. When asked about young voters' economic frustrations with the president, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said, I'm aware of that, and I think it's our job to explain to Americans what President Biden has done to improve the economy. (laughs) That's what their job is. Yeah, It's to explain to Americans, not to fix the economy where they would need no... They would see the video, and they'd be like... That person's crazy. You're like everything's great right now. But you're like, Mr. President, I can't. It's hard. I can't, it, you know, it's kind of getting hard for me to afford the eggs at the grocery <laughs> store. And he's like, no no no, 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 no. The price of the eggs no. doesn't matter. No, it, it, the price of the eggs has gone down from the record highs they were at. No, 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 <laughs> no. They haven't, Mr. President. They haven't. And he's like, well, no, no. That doesn't. What matters is how you feel mm-hmm. about this economy, and your feelings are wrong. Okay, let me tell you what is right here, which is that all the stuff that I've done should make you feel better about it. And then, then, but they would just actually fix the price of the eggs. The actual problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there wouldn't need to be any messaging. You wouldn't have to convince anyone. Yeah. That's the thing. Now, we've talked about this a bunch of times. There's this crazy idea that people think since uh, inflation has gone down, inflation has decreased by 65%, as they say, that there are some crackpot crazy leftists out there that think that means prices have come down. And we have gone to the outside edges and lengths of the internet to find these crazy people who suggest that since inflation is down, that that means that prices are lower than they used to be. And we've made fun of people for saying that. But it was... Hardly ever Joe Biden who actually said that inflation was down, therefore prices would be down. Except for uh, yesterday. 
couple days ago, whenever this was, where he literally said that prices should be down because inflation is lower than it used to be. And so we'll play this uh, little clip from him and then <sighs> show his tweet. And this, just, just, well, let's play it first, then we'll, then we'll talk about it. Today, our supply chains are stronger than ever with backlogs, bottlenecks, and shipping rates at a 25-year low. We've created 14 million new jobs including 800,000 manufacturing jobs. And the unemployment rate has stayed below 4%, below 4% for the longest period, longest stretch in over 50 years. And wages for working families have gone up while inflation has come down 65%, giving families a little more money in their pockets and a little more breathing room for this holiday season. But we know the prices are still too high for too many things. That times are still too tough for too many families. But we made progress, but we have more work to do. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation's come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging and give the American consumer a break. Now, it's the greed, man. Corporate greed. It's corporate greed. I've got some interesting statistics for you. What you got? I don't know if you saw this or not, but of course there was Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Travel Tuesday that happened, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of days. Um, Americans spent a record amount of money mm-hmm. than they ever have. I think spending was up 8%. 7.5. Oh, 7.5%. Yep. You already have this in here? No, I don't have it in here. Oh, I just, okay. I don't. But do you know the mm-hmm. most interesting stat of all? Mm-mm. Did you know that the... Uh, pay as you go, like a firm, mm-hmm. like the monthly payments for these things was up 42%. Yeah. 42%. I, I just say the rate at which people were using pay as you go increased by 42%. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think it worked out to be like 30, almost 30% of the spending because it ended up being like, um, I don't remember, like 12 billion of the, you know, 30 something billion dollars that was spent over the last. Five days. This is where some people are saying the the big one is coming because we keep talking about where's this recession. Everyone everybody there, spent more money on Christmas presents, but they're yeah. doing it on loans. Everyone thought there was going to be a recession this year, and the recession didn't happen. And where is this? Well, the answer firm has it. The answer is people have been financing everything that they're buying. Uh, but the if you look at the numbers on that, people are getting very close to maxing out all of the credit that they have, mm-hmm. and when that happens. And then, I mean, not just they'll stop buying things. Okay. So that'll happen. Also, those payments that are going to have really high interest on them because of our interest rates, when those are coming due also, there could be, it could, it, it could be bad. It could be, I'm not saying scariest environment imaginable or anything, but it could be, it could be pretty bad when that happens. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are saying that's actually going to be next year when this whole thing takes place, but we'll see. We'll see about that. To reiterate, Couple things that Joe Biden said. I can't. I can't stress to you how. I mean, I know the guy is super old and senile and all that. It's one thing for us to have talked about crazy people on the internet talking about how inflation is down, therefore prices are down. We've made fun of this before. The president of the United States is out there. Well, it's a whole team of people putting, yeah, a lot of people around him. It's the only reason he's even standing up right now. Actually, right now he's probably taking a nap. A whole team of economists, mm-hmm. even 
He's out there in front of the American people and saying that inflation is down, therefore prices should be down, which is an economic lie. Could just say fallacy or whatever. whatever. It's just a straight up lie. And that is what he is having to resort to right now because he's, he's betting on people not understanding the fact that even though inflation was at 9.1% and now it's at three or three point, whatever the number is right now, core inflation is still at four. Even though it was at 9.1 and now it's at four, they, they somehow will make the argument the price should be down. That still means prices are increasing. And he reiterated this point. Let me be clear. He says, let me be clear. And so he's being very clear right now. To any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, it's time to stop the price gouging. Give American consumers a break. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're coming up towards the end of the year holiday season. Personally, I do look forward to it, but it can be pretty stressful. There's a lot of scheduling that you have to do with different family. Maybe they live around the globe. Maybe you're missing a loved one this year. Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings that you're having. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all that stress that you're going through. Something to look forward to, make you feel grounded, give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. I've done therapy in the past. It was very helpful and life-changing just to talk through some of these things with people and learn how to deal with things as they come up. Charlie has used BetterHelp for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. Brought their price as if the prices popped up because inflation was high and now that inflation went back down to three. That means you you lower your prices back down to where it was back when the inflation used to be three, I guess, even though that means they were increasing compounding on top of each other the whole time and he's just out there saying this to people inflation is at three percent which yeah. means it's still up still increasing from previous mm-hmm. on top of mm-hmm. the nine or whatever it was yeah. before that the actual inflation i think since biden took office just talking about it in i guess partisan terms right now i think it's around 17 percent that there's been it hasn't gone down that's deflation this is technically called disinflation, meaning the inflation rate has come down a bunch from where it was. Deflation would be the inflation rate in the negative. That would be deflation. So he's still doing this. And on, prices are still up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, but they're up because greedy corporations. Of, of price gouging. Yeah. On top of that, in that little clip that we played of his speech, he said that wages, that people's wages were going up. All right. Now, what do we know about that? Wages finally started outpacing inflation like four months ago. Before that, inflation was going up more than the wages. And in fact, I believe there's a chart right there. This is the consumer price index versus average hourly earnings. You could talk about how average hourly earnings, maybe that's not the best thing, but also the CPI is a bad number also. This is like twice that much. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... 
What you see on this chart, if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey or whatever, this thing in the middle right here, that's called a histogram. And what this shows is the the difference between these two lines. Like where it's right here above, that means that wages, real average hourly earnings actually increased because inflation was less than what the growth in average hourly earnings was. And then when it's down here at the bottom, that means that real wages are actually declining because inflation is up above what the what the wages are, what the wage growth is. And what you see is January 2021, which is when Biden took office, almost all of these months, it has been in the negative. <laughs> real wages declining. Now, recently, we had a 0.5% versus inflation, we might have had a one, call it 1.3% or something like that a couple times. But that's after you went through all of these months of your real wages declining versus inflation. Years. And then then you, well, yeah, there's years of them. (laughs) Two two and a half years. And then you get five months where it's above the zero line right here. And he says, hey, people are doing better. Wages are going up. But the wages have been going up, just inflation was way more than that. And so people's real wages have been going down until the last five months. And even if the real wages went up over the last five months, they're still way behind because of the 24 months before that. Mm -hmm. And you're just expected to ignore all of that and listen to what he's saying. I think that the cool thing, though, is the rhetoric doesn't really work. Yeah. For the most part. That's true. That's true. Because people... I mean, they live everyday life. It's like you have to go out and things are, I mean, I tell you what, I can't get out of the grocery store. It doesn't matter what I go for, for less than 150 bucks. Almost every time I go. And I'm just, it's just typically like me and a kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what? That's crazy. Uh, It's price gouging. Yeah. Yeah. It's because Kroger has a monopoly. You know, my family was here. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my family was here for Thanksgiving and I had all these frozen steaks and I had bought them this year. Yeah. This year between the, between the months of March and October, I think. And I started getting them out there and I noticed the price per pound. They're all ribeyes. I, I like ribeye. The price per pound increased from 1599 to 2199 <laughs> between March of 2023 and October of 2023. And then that didn't matter where I I, that was Kroger, Publix, and Walmart. I bought mm. meat from all three locations. Fifteen ninety nine a pound up to twenty one ninety nine a pound. And when you saw that, you got mad at the greedy corporations. Yes. And <laughs> you wondered why all of a sudden they got greedy. Right. Because they didn't used to be Mm-mm. greedy before that. Nope. You know. Just right now they're greedy. Yeah. Because they're going against Yeah. <sighs> okay, one more uh one more thing here. I guess we got a few minutes for it. This is probably gonna, the last thing it will be mentioned for Dumb Bleep uh, tomorrow, but we won't have all that time that we just spent on it. This one's probably going to be in Dumb Bleep as well, but it goes along with the economic conversation that we just had because what has what have they been doing? What do they want to do for the economy? They want to print a bunch of money and then just use it on frivolous things, basically. The government spending money is like the most inefficient way that you can spend money. They're terrible at it. All right. So you get a terrible bang for your buck. You get a big bang for your buck when they spend money on bombs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you like that right there? Just, exactly. You know, go ahead, Charlie. And from, from one of the Krasenstein, mm. um, Ed, 
this time. All right, he uh, X's out, I guess. Post. He posts, he tweets. Sending arms to Ukraine creates jobs in America, and it generates wealth for American workers in many rural towns across America. For example, this video below shows 155 millimeter shells. Those are big ones. You know? Yeah. You don't, you don't have, there's no AR-15 that shoots 155 no. millimeters. And when you hit a deer with that, it actually resembles closer what Joy <laughs> Behar thinks a deer looks like when you shoot yeah. it with an AR-15. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're being manufactured. Uh, the U.S. Uh, shells being manufactured. The U.S. Yeah, that Texas has received <laughs> over 1.45 billion to produce these shells and other weapons for Ukraine. Pennsylvania has received over 2.3 billion. Arizona, 2.19 billion, etc. While Republicans love to claim that the money is being laundered, the truth is the aid is benefiting U.S. workers quite a bit. And it is highly monitored and regulated. It is not a blank check like MTG and others want you to believe. I don't. Why do people trust the government so much? Like you think, you think other people would launder money, you know, mm-hmm. and be evil about it. Like these. I oh, com- think they wouldn't launder it, though. But the, but the governments yeah. wouldn't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So aside from the laundering part, this is called the broken window fallacy. And you think. Like Biden and his administration is good at not laundering money True. or taking bribes yeah. or anything like that. I mean, have you seen the latest reports that there was a, there was a $5 million. I haven't been it? following all that stuff. Something about $5 million to Hunter Biden that was flagged by a bank, but yeah. nothing was done about it. I imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I'll be interested to see when it comes <laughs> out in the report. Uh, but aside from the laundering, um, this they should have had a Randall Stevens. This is called a, a was that the guy's name? Yeah. A, um, he's this, the one, he's a guilty one, your honor, the man with the bank accounts. This is called the broken window fallacy. The idea first off, when he says Texas has received, this is good for American workers. Okay. Texas has received 1.45 billion to produce these. Pennsylvania has received over 2.3 billion, Arizona, 2.19 billion. Now they received this money. Where did they get the money? Stolen from you to begin with. It was with. taken from American yeah. workers and then given back to American yeah. workers. And what did they do with it? Did they produce things that increased the value of our economy, made things more efficient? They set it on fire. And this way they actually blow it up. But they take raw materials and then they destroy them. Mm-hmm. And then this is supposed... So they took your money... They kept some of it for themselves. They paid some people way too much money to make these things. And so giving it back to some of the workers. And then they took that product that was created in the economy and they set it on fire afterwards. This is like saying that if we had a factory that made tables and chairs, that we should take money from you, give it to the government. The government gives some of it back, pays you to make tables and chairs, and then we all have a table chair burning party outside, and we help the economy after that. And that produces wealth. And that produces wealth in the economy. (laughs) Or it's like I take $100 from you, Nate, and I give 10 back to you, (laughs) and I say that's wealth. (laughs) There you go. You just created wealth just then. What are you complaining about? about? What are you complaining? That's well. <laughs> this is one of the, the greatest examples because you're actually talking about things for the military that's literally just going to get destroyed. You could say it was creating value if somehow we were going to 
win the war for Ukraine, and then that was somehow going to directly benefit to the tune of all these billions of dollars or more, the uh, American workers what afterwards. It, what if it protects the labs in Ukraine, though? That's true. Yeah. I want to protect those labs. <laughs> um, what if it helps us negotiate the oil prices in the Middle East? Oil's pretty cheap right now. You know, we're doing just fine. We we don't need Ukraine anymore. We yeah. got our own wheat. But, well, I'm not saying Ukraine. I'm talking about the Middle East. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. So. The the yeah, idea what did, like what did Osama say? What price? What kind of prices? Oh, I can't remember what he called them. <clears throat> Taking their riches and selling it for paltry. <laughs> so yeah, some kind of yeah bad prices. Um, this goes along with what the Biden administration is talking about because this kind of thing is all that they've allegedly done to help the economy. Because this is a great, this is actually some of what they say they've done to help the economy. Look at this money that's gone into the economy. Of course, they either taxed it away from the workers or they printed it and created the inflation that everyone is upset about in the first place. And so you just, you can't get around it. All right. You can't square that circle into a round peg hole. Mm -mm. Okay. You just can't do it. Yep. That's what I was taught. Yeah, growing that's up, what we learned that we learned that in um, real, in, uh, real in, young. I think I was six months old. Mm-hmm. Yep, we learned that in school. What was the quote that we went over? Let's just make sure that we know that because it kind of sums up what's going on here. The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Mm-hmm. There you go. Coming right up, we got Dumb Bleep of the Week. That's everyone's favorite show every week. We got ten items, I think. And the Fed Haters Club, join GML.com, seven bucks a month. Fed Haters Club is going to be voting for what the dumbest thing said this week was. Free Talk Live. Liberty and I with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live network, and it's time to vote for Dumb Bleep of the Week. Most of the things, a, a good portion of them came from the live group today. The Fed so Haters the Club. The Fed yeah. Haters Club put in a lot of the submissions Specifically today. Specifically Costco. So, yeah, co- so I don't, just so everyone knows, so no one gets up in their feelings, all right? Here's what I do for the Fed Haters Club. I go through the Dumb Bleep channel where they submit everything, and I click on every link. And so I click on every single one, and it opens up in the Safari, and I have no clue who it is that submitted what in it. And then I narrow it down, supposedly, to ten things. So, just so you know, not a never playing favorites. I don't know who's winning most of the time or getting submissions in or not. I just open every single thing. I don't pay attention to who submitted what, and um, then I pick whoever submitted something that. And most of the time, it's not even that it has to be the best thing. It's the thing that I think we could talk about mm. <laughs> because sometimes I'm like. Yeah, I get it, but like, what are we going to say about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so, if you want access to the Dumb Bleep submission channel, you got to go to joingmail.com or godhatesfads.com or goodmorningliberty.us. Just any of those things. Or find us on the socials. Mm-hmm. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Send in the birth of your firstborn. <laughs> Send in your actual firstborn child, actually. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the payment. We'll let to you know. Nate's life. house. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. No kids. Yep. No to kids at my Nate's house. house. They've been looking to adopt, I hear. A <laughs> no. lot of kids and animals. No. We already adopted a dog. You're that's the sanctuary my, of the of the Thurston's. My poor wife has to take a stray cat to the vet today. 
because it looks like it's got some kind of infection or something. Yeah. So she's going to trap a cat. It's manged. And take, it's not mange, I don't think. Oh. Um, so anyway, uh, wish her well. It's COVID. As far as that goes. Okay, let's get into the dump. It's kitty COVID. Let's get into the dump. Can tell we're... Call the me two, the, the, two, the two of us together don't equal one full brain today. So <laughs> here we go. We were up late last night watching football. It's pinky in the and brain. And then, um, you know, Charlie had a long drive home. Oh, no, that was me. Here's dumb bleep number one. I'm not even going to go to the article... This is a football-related thing. We're just talking about football. Mm. We're wearing football clothing. I saw this. Police in Dallas have issued an arrest warrant for Buffalo Bills linebacker Von Miller for allegedly assaulting a pregnant person. That's not good. A pregnant person. You should not assault pregnant people. <laughs> yeah. All right? Now, if it was, in fact, a pregnant man that he assaulted, I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Now, I <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's why do they do things like this? People can say whatever they want. You can tweet whatever thing you want. The problem is, why is it that they have switched over ABC, owned by Disney, by the way, why is it that they have switched over to saying pregnant person instead of pregnant woman? It's because like 18 people might get offended (laughs) if they posted this. And they'll be real loud about it. Mm -hmm. And And because it defies this logic. There's a logic out there that says men can get pregnant too, Charlie. Mm. Because sometimes when a woman says that she's a man and then she gets pregnant, that means men can get pregnant. Mm. Yep. And so if you say pregnant woman, now they probably could have looked and seen if it was a man or a woman that was pregnant that he punched if they wanted to. But they were afraid of getting in trouble. I don't know if ABC does it, but everyone else in the media is referring to his girlfriend, mm. his longtime girlfriend. Person friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like eight years or something like that. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. So they couldn't clarify whether or not it was a man or a woman. They just had to put person. Yeah. So it's even dumber than I thought because yes. they know who it is. They know that it's his longtime girlfriend. Yes. And that he punched her and that she even is identifies as a girl. Yeah. Or and, woman. And choked her a little bit. And yeah. they still, yeah, I didn't look, I didn't even open the thing. Oh, I just didn't. took a screenshot of that. I have no pregnant idea. Pregnant person part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's all I looked at. The only, <laughs> my first thought was, I hope he's still suspended when the Cowboys play the Bills in a couple weeks. That's the first thing I thought of, honestly. Yeah. And then I know this is the pregnant person part. I think so, he will be. And then I had sympathy for the person that he punched. Yeah. Could have been a woman. So, anyhow. <laughs> well, they're at least pregnant. So you have sympathy for the unborn fetus and the child. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, unless now if she, or if the pregnant person gets an abortion, does it, well, that's fine. Yeah. Did he punch the pregnant person or did he punch the fetus? Well, I think by default, you're kind of punching the person. Yeah. Anyhow, but by the way, we don't condone violence on this show. No, no violence. Okay. That's not why this is dumb. That's dumbly number two, just the way culture is going and look how far we've gone. Look at this thing from Deadspin. Deadspin tries to cancel this kid that's at a Chiefs game last weekend. Everyone's seen this story by now. It's totally ridiculous, uh, and it's got to be in Dumb Leap of the Week. There's a a kid, if you haven't seen this, um, pictured on his right side, uh, face painted black from what it looks like, and wearing a native headdress. And uh, Deadsman says the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. Yeah, we need to shame this little kid yeah. for being an ultimate Chiefs fan. Yeah, now, 
the thing is, this is more, I guess, uh, nefarious. Uh, this is more diabolical from the writer than you would imagine because they had to go through pictures of this kid and only get one where you could only see the black face part and not the other part, which is the face painted red and black, like <laughs> using Kansas City Chiefs colors. Yeah. But okay, whatever. Still say wearing a native headdress. Okay, that's misappropriation of native resources or whatever they call it these days down at HR. Uh, so that's not good. But then you find out actually uh, this kid's grandfather is a member of the tribe and this is the tribe's headdress. <laughs> so just complete failure by this writer. So he's actually at, like a quarter. Yeah. Like a least. legit 25% yeah. Native American. His grandfather is Raul Armenta, part of the... Uh, Chumash. Chumash tribe and a member of the Santa Inez band of Chumash Indians. Um, I, yeah, so anyhow, that's that's like actually their their headdress. And the kid just had his face painted red and black because those are the Kansas City Chiefs colors. Um, there was literally nothing bad about this whatsoever. Of course, we wouldn't care even if he was just wearing Trudeau face. <laughs> that that could have been fine. Stole yeah. that joke anyway. This is a really good one. Young Chiefs fan apologizes for appropriating Elizabeth Warren and wearing <laughs> Trudeau face. That's from Grand Old Memes. Nice. Good job on that one. Yeah. Good stuff. I wonder if he'll be able to sue Deadspin, you know, for this for that article headline. Should be able to. Yeah. I don't know what is the in the free domain of reporting on. Um, I didn't read the article, uh, so I don't know if they reported the kid's name or anything. I, I'm not really sure. That could be, so, I mean, they could definitely, that, that could be reputation harm. Yeah. You know? And just general, uh, I mean, imagine you got all this stuff going on in your life now that you didn't have beforehand, and it just, com- for completely no reason at all, just because one guy decided to make something up. I mean, literally, clearly just choosing a picture where you could only see the blackface side that in is, the first place. I mean, he's making something up, but also it's like, um, it's taking this kid's life. It, it's, it's journalism. It's today. It's 2023 journalism where they actually don't even investigate Mm-mm. their own story before writing it. It's a, it's an agenda they're trying to get out. Yeah. And if he would have just done a little bit of digging, cause it didn't seem like it was that hard. Well, he did some, this is a, this is a carefully chosen screenshot of this kid. Like it's not as if this was the only picture of the kid the writer of the article could find. I know, but the fact that the internet found out that his grandfather yeah. was yeah. an actual chief. <laughs> I don't know if he was a chief. He's a member. A member. You know. Yeah. He wasn't. I don't, I don't know what you call the other people. Yeah. Tribesmen. Not chiefs. Yeah. Not chiefs. <laughs> Okay, that was Dumbly number two. Number three, we talked about this on like Monday or something. I don't know if we we could play the clip, but this Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. Oh, there it is right there. How about that? And it's got a community note now. That's nice of them. This is him uh, quoting Ronald Reagan, kind of. We're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, There's there are resources there. There's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. Checks out that like your current secretary of education. Nailed folks. it. Yep. <laughs> oh, doesn't even realize the irony. 
in his own statement. I wonder what he thinks now. Um, I don't. What do you think I, that guy thought of when he woke up the next morning and saw? I think these guys are so used to just spinning things and living lies that he doesn't even care. Do you He's, think he knows the real quote? I'm sure he does now. Okay. I don't know if he did beforehand. He vaguely remembered Ronald Reagan saying some of those words in that order. But of course, the real quote was, uh, what was the nine, nine most dangerous words in the English language or something? Yeah. Or I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Scariest words imaginable. It's a completely different context saying that it's a bad thing when the government comes to help you. And that's not, no, that's real Costco. It's absolutely real. And, uh, he says it in the opposite context using Reagan's quote saying that we're here to help you. And just like Ronald Reagan said, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Great job, everyone. All right. That's number three. Number four. What do we got? Uh, end wokeness. Um, let's see here. Mayor Brandon Johnson blames the city migrant crisis on the far right January 6th and not accepting of the civil war outcome. We got a video here. We'll, uh, okay. we'll check this out. See what he had to say. Uh, Brandon Johnson Raggedy of Chicago. Um, Oh, so he's fallen in the footsteps of Lightfoot? I guess so. What we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, Everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. Everyone knows that. Their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this. So, just so you know, he's talking about the migrant crisis and he's saying that uh, these right wing extremists have targeted Democrat run cities and especially cities ran by people of color. Now, it just happens to be that like all the really big cities are ran by people of color anyway. Not, terribly. not all of them, they're ran terribly. Of, ran terribly by people of by color. People on the left, and mm-hmm. some of them happen to be of color. It doesn't really matter of the of color yeah. part. Some of the iran some of the ironic part is that these cities have always advertised themselves as sanctuary cities. You know, if you're an immigrant or a migrant or whatever, if you're illegal, come here. We got you. We're yeah. not going to deport you. This is a place that you can live, and we're not going to enforce these laws. And it turns out they weren't. It was way more fun to say that. <laughs> when they didn't have free bus rides to the city. But now that there's been public transportation for those people to make it to the sanctuary cities, they don't quite like it anymore. But of course they're only doing this to Democrat run cities who are ran by people of color, Mm. probably because they're racist. But he's also overarching like over, like he's blaming all the bad things that happen in these Democrat run cities on the right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes even, further here with some of the... Even though they're the ones running it. Yeah. And they have been for decades. And the these Democrat-run cities aren't exactly just overflowing with right-wing extremists either. If you were to look at... If you were to poll how many extremists there are on different sides, I'm betting you that your typical right-wing extremist I don't know, probably lives in like Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah. Sorry, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, in probably the, not in sh- the rural yeah. part. Probably not in the metropolitan area of Chicago. Yeah. Is not the spot. Uh, let's see what else he says. That particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. It's raggedy. 
It's disrespectful. It's mean spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. And so, so I got you. I got. You. They haven't accepted the results. Uh, yeah, I'm not of the Civil War. I don't. Is he talking about the people? The, I mean, I guess there are some people who, talking about the trucks in the South that have like the rebel flag still. I guess maybe that. I don't know if there's anyone who's Remember like those shirts when we were like in grade school. It said the South will rise again. <laughs> no, <there's>, yeah, <laughs> used to be cool. I used to go to yeah. the Dixie Stampede in Gatlinburg, and they had the they had the rebel flags, the Confederate flags, and then you know they had the the tyrannical North flags. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if there's any uh, Civil War outcome deniers. Like anyone's like, oh no, South totally took that war. Yeah, you know, yeah, they got ho- they got they got screwed over. You know, mm-hmm. when you look back and you look at the votes, yeah, the North rewrote history. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, he he looks at the uh, cr- terrible situation uh, that they're in in Chicago, people in New York, people in a lot of big cities, and of course, it's the right wing extremist fault, and they're targeting people of color. That's why they're doing it. And by the way, if that wasn't enough, we need to link it to not only January 6th, but we also have to link it to the Civil War. And that is what we are up against right now, are these uh, Civil War deniers out there in the world. All kinds of them. Okay, let's move on to, that was Dumb Bleep number four, Mayor Brandon Johnson of... I bet he thinks Guamal could tip over too, huh? Just like I'm his, not sure. Just like his friend Hank. Hank. <laughs> uh, let's see. The United Nations is set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption because of climate change. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I wanted? Right. I didn't have time to do it. Was the button of Elon Musk saying "Go yourself." Yeah. That's what we should have had right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, go ahead, Chuck. A lead United Nations agency overseeing food and agriculture policy is expected to issue a roadmap in the coming weeks, which will call on the West, including America, to dramatically reduce its meat consumption. The UN's Food and Agricultural Organization, FAO, will publish its so-called Global Food Systems Roadmap during the upcoming COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai that they'll all fly into, mm-hmm. which will kick off thir- uh, on Thursday and extend nearly two weeks until mid-December. It's funny they're having this in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. You know? FAO's and first Dubai, of, like a super rich oil city. Yeah. Know? FAO's first of its kind document will recommend nations that overconsume meat to limit their consumption as part of a broader effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Quote, the failure of leading meat and dairy companies to reduce emissions underlines the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agricultural sector, said Jeremy Collar, the chair and founder of the FAIR initiative. Um, they work with financial institutions to promote climate-friendly agricultural worldwide. 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 Food system emissions deserve a place at the top of the table. I see what he did there. Mm, that was nice. Alongside energy and transport, as they represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions. Now, is that because you eat meat and then you you fart methane? Well, I, I think it's the uh, livestock that's oh, farting. Like, they're methane. It's pre- Mm. pre-food emissions yeah oh there yeah 40 percent of methane okay here investors hope the the first ever publication of a food and agricultural roadmap at cop 28 this month will catalyze the transition to 1.5 degrees and a more sustainable food system like what the the issue is this is just a like usual it's an anti-human push 
And I'll tell you why. It's a, it's a Malthusian push, this idea that we need less people on the planet. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because we read an article, it's got to have been three years ago now, that they had discovered, that uh, people in Australia have discovered that if you added uh, this specific algae, or is it algae or seaweed, uh, to cattle feed, that it re- would reduce their emissions by 99%, 98-99%, something like that. Essentially reducing all of the emissions from the cattle. Now, is this UN, uh, whatever roadmap that they're going to do, this FAO roadmap they're going to do, talking about at COP28, are they going to talk about how we should have a government program to grow whatever this seaweed or algae was that we saw in that study on goodnewsnetwork.org to add to all of the cattle feed out there? That way we don't have any more emissions from cattle anymore. And then all of that is taken care of and we don't have to worry about it. No longer. No, no. we need to stop people from eating meat. No, they're going to stop people from eating meat and they're going to spend billions of dollars. They're going to, and how are they going to do that? They're going to make it harder for farmers uh, to have livestock. They're going to make whatever rules and restrictions they can. They've make already it more done expensive. it. A lot of countries in, uh, in Europe have already been doing this. Uh, they're going to put rules and regulations that's going to make meat really expensive itself. Like even after it's been raised, they're going to make it more expensive. Where only rich people can afford to have meat after that. Or you can be buying some of that black market meat you know, if you yeah. want to from that guy who's got a couple cows hidden in his basement you know, down the road. You could do that if you want to. But then you're going to end up having a, like a drug war situation. People passing meat you know, in their jackets. You walk by, dudes like, hey man, you want a ribeye? I got, you know, I got ribeye. I got, I got like a T-bones in here if you want to do that. You know, you need ground beef. I got ground beef. So anyhow, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're looking at. That's mm-hmm. the future yeah. of the world. It's anti-humanism <sighs> is what it is because they're not actually trying to solve the problem. There are ways to solve the problem. All right. Nope. They don't care about solving no. the problem. You could put the cattle in a building that's <sighs> got a, you know, some kind of filters on it, some carbon capture filters or something in the barns or whatever. That'd be kind of expensive, but no, no, no let's just have less food. Could extract the methane and then use it for fuel. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this truck runs on cow farts. <laughs> All right. Um, any of this stuff, I want to wait and see when they actually issue the guidelines and we'll talk a little bit more about what their actual guidelines are going to be. That was Dumb Bleep number five. This is number six, another one submitted. Um, let's see. The city of Seattle, they got some interesting city plans coming up for a playground yeah, for little kids mm-hmm. uh, that they want to put right next to a beach, which kids love the beach. Yeah, they do. That's fine. Uh-huh. You've got the ocean out yeah. there. This one happens. If to God ha- were a city planner, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't put a playground right next to a sewer system. Yeah. You know? <laughs> True. But what he would do. Mm. He put a, put a playground right next to a nude beach. A nude beach, yeah. In Seattle. Mm. It's got to be a nude one. It yeah. can't be a normal beach. Well, nude beaches reduce climate, you know? <laughs> sure. Because if you wear clothes on a beach, obviously you're contributing to emissions. I want to listen district, to some of the news but... report. It's always funny to listen to these. First off, look at how tiny that video is. It's always funny to uh, listen to some of the local news reports about this. And by the way, there's this weird emphasis. These people work hard for these anchor jobs. You know? They do. Yeah. <laughs> They do. Um, there's this weird emphasis. I guess this is a really popular LGBTQIA2SL plus beach. 2SL? Yeah, that's a two spirit llama. 2A? That's what it is, yeah. A it's spirit a two, llama? <laughs> Isn't there another L? Did I yeah. get that wrong? There's, is 2SL a thing? 
Are they just doing two S these days? I don't know. See, I want to make sure we include everyone. Yeah. I don't want to leave anyone out. What what about the IA? I said the IA. LGBTQIA 2SL plus. I already got it. There we go. It's my new password for everything (laughs) at home. Strong password. Let me tell you what. It passes all. Yeah. It passes it all. So there's this weird emphasis. I guess this is one of those beaches uh, where a lot of the T's hang out. I didn't even know Seattle had nude beaches. I didn't either. <laughs> and I've been there a couple times. Had no idea about it. You know what a what a missed opportunity. What, are they out there like June, July, and that's it? Because I think it means pretty cold up there. It does get pretty chilly. Yeah. Huh. We'll finish up this dumb bleep and get through all the others and get to the voting here in just a few minutes on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. It's Don't Believe of the Week on Liberty at Night, and let's get back into this one and what's going on in Seattle. The city of Seattle wants to put a playground right next to a nude beach. That has many people, including members of the LGBTQ plus community, asking... What are they thinking? But the biggest concern is coming from the people who use Denny Blaine Park as a nude beach. They say they didn't even know about this project until last week when they saw this sign. Baffling to me, where it's like, oh, we need to place a new playground. Let's put it on the nude beach. I think almost anyone would just be like, why are you doing this? That's the question on a lot of minds right now. We saw the sign of like a play area. What? What for? You gotta be kidding me. Come on. Seattle Parks have marked this swath of land by Lake Washington, Denny Blaine Park, as the new site for a future play area. It was announced last week, despite pushback from District 3 councilperson herself. Okay, Charlie. Speculate wildly. Remember, we have... They've got a bunch of different locations, by the way. This is one that they picked. Why would you decide to put a playground next to a nude beach? Grooming. <laughs> I thought that's, you were going to take a minute to get there, no. but it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. These people don't even care anymore. It's just straight up, let's groom them. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, you said it, not me. Okay. It's gross. It's so gross. Do you think it's just straight up gross? You think all the people on the Seattle City Council are like, you know what? We, you know how we can help further this plan along. I'm I'm not saying this. I'm saying what I think you're saying. So don't say I'm saying it. Okay. Here's how we further this plan along. The kids aren't getting um, gay enough fast enough. Okay. And some teachers are starting to get burned out on reading all this porn to the kids. You know, some parents are starting to get mad. Mm-hmm. And so why don't we just put this new playground over here? And why don't your kids up on the monkey bars climbing around? What does he see over there next to the water? But a girl with her out, <laughs> you know, and then he learns about life. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. You think that's what they're going with? Yeah. Okay. Or guys. <laughs> I can't say the whole quote. <laughs> okay. Um, anyhow, what else could it be? What else could it be? Maybe they're, maybe they don't like, okay. To give them the benefit of the doubt, which they don't deserve. Then why are you doing it? Because there are other potential options. Maybe they are trying to push the nude beach out. Maybe they don't want it there anymore. Mm. And so they're going to put this here. And maybe they're trying to entrap some of the people at the beach or something. Is there not like a law about 
doing that, you know, in front of kids. I don't know. So maybe they want it to be, maybe they want the beach to be gone. They don't want people to go there anymore. Maybe it's a test. Let's see who still goes there and hangs drain in front of the kids, you know? <laughs> hangs drain. Let's see what happens. I don't, yeah. I'm just trying to give them maybe some of the benefit of the doubt. So um, the group is pretty solid on the yeah. idea that it's the grooming situation. Uh, we shall see how this plays out. Um, let us know if you're in the area. I well, want you to go out says, there and watch for naked people. I'm pretty sure most people on that beach can't be within 500 yards of those kids already. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when you have a multi-billion dollar child sex trafficking industry. Yeah. You know, just people are grooming and stealing kids, grooming them, drugging them. And why is it got to be, them. why is it got to be an LGBTQ beach? Why couldn't men, you know, what do you call straight people? People. Cis. Is oh. that a thing? Oh, yeah. Straight. That's right. Cis. Why has it got to be next to LGBTQIA2SL plus beach? You know? I don't know. I got to pick that one. I Maybe the, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to discriminate against these people and, and shut down their beach. Maybe the new beach has plans of reading child's, like, children's stories. I think they could do drag story hour right there yeah. from the beach. From the beach. Okay. Well, it's efficient. It's yep. efficient. Okay, let's um go on to Dumbly. That was number six. This is number seven. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, of course, uh, is poised to pass a ski mask ban, drawing support from police and criticism from the ACLU. Now, I'm actually kind of conflicted on this one a little bit. It's a it's a weird story. Like I know why they're trying to do it. I mean, you put on a ski mask, and you could basically do whatever you want. You can fight COVID, right? You can you can fight COVID with your ski mask yeah. if you want to. Uh, you could rob places. You could loot during riots and stuff like that. Uh, but oh wait, you're actually a, there's there's a carve out for you to still be able to wear the ski mask if it's during a protest. Mm. That's okay. Is so, there really? Yeah, yeah, there actually is. Now, where I'm conflicted <clears throat> on this is I don't agree with a ski mask ban, and I don't agree with the idea that you shouldn't be able to conceal your identity from the government. And so I definitely think that you should be able to wear a ski mask during a protest. I just think that if you start destroying people's property, you need to get arrested for it. Yeah. And you need to get prosecuted for it. And you need to either pay compensation or spend time doing whatever for it, not just get let go. And businesses should be free to turn away people who wear ski masks into their yeah. establishment. Oh, sorry. The group is pointing out you can also wear them when you're skiing. Yeah, that's right. So it's two carve-outs. <laughs> or when it's just really cold. Mm-mm, no, no, that's not it. You got to be protesting, or if you're if you're carrying skis, I bet they that's probably okay. okay. So everyone just carry skis with mm. you as you're walking around. Yeah. Now, what you could do if you're worried put about them in this, your ski holster, just put a COVID mask on and some sunglasses, and you're and you're fine. You know, we just went through years of not being able to see people's faces. I don't know why they're singling well, out. The CDC ski masks. recommended bandanas. Yeah, so just do whatever. Just it's the old school bandana. There you go. There's yeah. a good idea right there. You, you don't have to get a ski mask. Um, uh, go ahead, Charlie. Philadelphia City Council is poised to ban the wearing of ski masks in certain public spaces this week. A move that police say could help them solve more crimes and stop more pedestrians they suspect of being involved in criminal activity. The measure is co-sponsored by 10 members, more than the majority needed to pass the bill. Authored by Council Member Anthony Phillips, who represents parts of Northwest and Northeast Philadelphia, the bill allows the city to fine people $250 
for wearing ski masks in parks, schools, and on public transit. There are carve-outs for religious expression and the First Amendment activities like protests, protesting. Do you need a... Is there a big ski mask religious expression also, that I've been missing out on? Or is it not just a First Amendment activity to wear a mask? It should be. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's what the ACLU is saying. I think they're right on this. If you listen, I understand why they're doing it, and I want Antifa people to get in trouble as as bad as the next guy. You know, but not at the cost of freedom. But also, I don't think the government can tell you you can't wear a mask. And so there's dumb and. There's them in a lot of ways here. Yeah. Like one of the biggest reasons they would need this is during protests, which turn into riots. You need to be able to see people's faces, but all those crazy people have ski mm-hmm. masks on. Now the regular protests, yeah, you should be able to hide your face from the government so they can't find you and punish you later on for just protesting them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of dictatorships that don't allow people to wear ski masks either. You know? Show us your face. We want to see your face. <laughs> You won't see my face. Anyway, um, this is, uh, let's see, are they going to do the stop and frisk thing? They said that having this law basically would allow them to stop people who would they suspect of being involved in criminal activity. You know, so they, you know, you got a mask on, you might be, you might be uh, involved in some kind of criminal activity, even if you're not committing the crime right mm-hmm. then. So that's a new person to, to stop and look for. Yep. That's fine. Okay. So that's in Philadelphia. We got a couple more here, so I don't know if you got anything else to say on the masks. Like I said, I was kind of conflicted on it because I I understand why. I don't think they should do it, but they are doing it, but they're also carving out these specific things. Some people have rights and other people don't who just want to wear ski masks. It's kind of weird. Rokana says, the national debt, this is number eight, the national debt was caused by four things. And four things only. This is the four Things by Ro Khanna that caused the national debt. Number one, Reagan's tax cuts. Number two, Bush's tax cuts. Number three, Trump's tax cuts. And number four, Bush's overseas wars. Hmm. Not anyone else's overseas wars, yeah. but um, but just Bush's overseas wars. And that's it. One of those is <clears throat> it does contribute to it. Yeah. He, he then goes on to say, we don't need a fiscal commission to study it. Everyone knows Johnson's fiscal commission will recommend cuts in Social Security and Medicare. Instead, we need to end the tax breaks for the ultra-rich and make a moonshot investment in American industry. You need to take the people's money and give it back to some of the people, and uh, that's not going to cause any inflation or anything. Make a moonshot investment by setting the money on fire, basically. That's what they want to do. So um, I'm I'm actually so tired of this narrative because the ultra rich pay the majority of the taxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Literally, they do. They pay almost all of them. A lot of the taxes. Yes. And they talk about some of the ultra ultra rich who might not pay any taxes at all. A lot of times that you look at like top one percent. Um, that includes, you know, not just billionaires, but yeah, of course, the people in the highest tax brackets they they pay almost all of the taxes and the people in the bottom 50% uh, I think what was the effective tax rate negative 2.2 or something like that Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah that's where most of the taxes come from but the idea that the only reason we have a debt is because we didn't take enough people take enough money from the people and that's it was that we 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 cut taxes for people it's not the expenditures and we make the analogy of well if you lose your job and you keep spending money and spending money, and you go into debt. 
which which is the you know is that is that your fault? Is that your job's fault? Is it that you were spending too much money, or is it that you weren't making enough money? Well, you lost your job. Okay, what if you lost your job? And then you kept increasing your spending every single day. Not just that you kept the same expenses you had beforehand. You can say, well, you know, I thought I was going to have this income. It just got taken away. You can't blame me for going into a little bit of debt while I'm trying to find some new ways to make some money. And yeah, I'm going to cut back after a little bit, but it takes some time to, to roll back all this stuff, you know, and sure. But instead what you did was you lost your job and then you kept increasing your spending every single month, every single year forever and then blamed it on the fact that you lost your job. <laughs> no, you blame it on the fact that you're the, the rich people on the other side of town. Yeah, that's, they did it. They, yeah, they did it. It's actually your boss who fired you. It's actually yeah. their fault. <laughs> yep. So no, the, the problem is that we spend too much money. Uh, we do way too many things that we shouldn't be doing and we could easily not be going into further and further debt. By just getting rid of the deficit. And yes, Social Security and Medicare do need to get cut. That that has to happen. You can't just say, well, like, oh, well, people need it. The federal government so it doesn't is, exist. And these people that hate corporations, I don't understand because the federal government is the largest corporation mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. What other corporation spends $6 trillion? None of them. Not, not any of them. What other corporations take in $4 trillion? None of them. You know, Apple is it Apple? Or Microsoft. Microsoft getting close to three trillion now. Yeah. Three. But that's what Remember when they started crossing the trillion? But that's what they're worth. Worth, not the amount of money they, they have, have or what they're taking in. Exactly. Yeah. The government literally takes in the they, federal government takes in over four trillion dollars and then they spend six. Yeah. It's by far the largest corporation. But the reason that they have that gap is because they have cut taxes some in yeah. the past. Even uh-huh. though they're taking in more money than they ever have. Yeah. It's just if we had higher taxes, they'd be taking that much more Wait, money. It still wouldn't be enough. It's not that the economy would adjust and actually you would still take in the same amount that they always, because it's always around 17% of the GDP, and regardless where the taxes are. Actually, right now, we're at the highest percentage of GDP getting taken out in taxes uh, that we've been uh, four times throughout history. We are... Under that, Trump's tax cuts. Yeah, after the tax cuts. <laughs> we have had four years, I believe, was the number that we were taking over 19% in taxes. That's because Trump actually closed some loopholes. <laughs> I okay. hate calling them loopholes. They're not I loopholes. Know, they're not loopholes. You getting to keep your own stuff is not a loophole. Okay, number nine, we did this yesterday, so we'll just mention it real quick. Um, Ed Krasenstein says sending arms to Ukraine creates jobs in America and it mm. generates wealth for American workers in many rural towns across America. God. Uh, Texas has received over a billion. Pennsylvania received over two billion. Arizona received over two billion. Um, the USAID is benefiting U.S. workers quite a bit. But where does the money come from, Ed? It got taken from the U.S. workers in the first place. To begin place. with. Yeah. It was either taxed out of their paychecks or it was printed which caused the inflation that's making it so difficult for people to make it right now. Mm-hmm. You don't just get to do that. And then on top of that, it'd be one thing if they were creating, uh, you gave them that money and they created houses and everyone had the houses to go or like cars or something of value in the economy. I still wouldn't support that because they're taking it, spending it uh, without your consent, but they could be creating something of value in the economy, economy that people need. Instead, they're taking it and they're, putting these pieces of metal together and then they just, they blow it up afterwards and yep. it's gone. Yep. It's, it's like, gone. If, 
It's like if Tesla's job was to make a car and then roll off the line and they just set it on fire afterwards. And they're like, oh, look at that job we created. That was awesome. No, you want it to go to productive use also. Yeah. So the government sucks with spending money. I always think of Milton Friedman <clears throat> and the spoons analogy. Yeah, yeah, you the know? jobs program. Yeah, if you want a jobs program to have people dig ditches with spoons. There you go. There you go. Okay, and then uh, number 10 is going to be two things from Joe Biden uh, staying on economics here for a minute. Uh, the first one and not one that we talked about yesterday. Charlie, go. From the POTUS account, President Biden, or maybe, I don't know if he actually tweeted this or not, a billionaire minimum tax of just 25%, just 20 just, just a quarter. Just a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> would raise $440 billion over the next 10 years. Imagine what we could do if we just made billionaires pay their taxes like everyone else. Jesus Christ. All right. So $44 billion a year. Yeah, that's it. They always use the 10-year number. And then that people say... Would, like, that they would spend in a matter of... Three days. Three days. A little less than three days. Yeah. The that money's rate. gone. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't even raise that much because as soon as they started taxing, I, I was looking at the billionaire minimum tax. That's something that also includes unrealized capital gains. As soon as you start trying to tax those, it's impossible to tax those uh, because the wealth would disappear when they have to sell everything Mm -hmm. to pay their taxes on the fake money that they didn't make because they didn't actually take it in or they move their money somewhere else. Yeah. And so you wouldn't actually get the 440 billion over 10 years. Anyway, it would be half that or less than that. You would destroy the entire economy in the first place and everyone's retirement accounts while trying to do this because everyone would be trying to sell and sell uh, to pay this tax that the government would then take that money and then they would blow it up somewhere because that's what they do with money. But people you know? in Arizona would have some jobs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the jobs just wouldn't keep pace with the inflation that they'd be dealing with. So, Or the fact like billionaires aren't stupid people. Like They would just take their money and they would move it to a more favorable situation. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what Apple did when they moved their headquarters to Ireland mm-hmm. to pay 15% tax instead of the 30% tax and corporate tax in America. Yep, yep. They, find the, they found the Irish loophole. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if they're still doing that or not. They did. Okay. I don't know if they I think still they are moved. or not. No, they used but. to do that. Uh, so anyway, that's a terrible idea. And just imagine what we could do with all that money. Well, look at what we spend every year, by the way, on, on these different departments. They're talking about $44 billion a year. Just at the bottom of this list, I didn't put the rest of it on here, housing and urban development, we spend $101 billion every year on that anyway. And we still talk about the same number of homeless people every single year, even though we spend $100 billion every single year. I haven't solved homelessness. No, with $100 billion. But Elon could solve homelessness or whatever it is, hunger, I don't know, whichever one it was, with $6 billion. The U.S. government spends $101 billion. So uh, that's awesome. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's in, that's in billions. Sure. Uh, $118 billion on the Social Security Administration. Um that's on the on budget part. The other part is uh, one point four trillion for Social Security. Uh, the forty four billion dollars that they're talking about would last, I think, two days and maybe twenty hours into the third day, and then it would be gone, and all that wealth would be destroyed. And it, not just their wealth, the wealth of all the people who have their retirement accounts as well. So. And all the people who work there who take stock options as part of their benefit package. So, no. Terrible idea, y'all. And then uh, the last one here, number 10 still on Joe Biden. 
I just wanted to talk about it because it did get a great community note. And we talked about this yesterday. He says, let me be clear to any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, it's time to stop the price gouging. Give American consumers a break. From the president of the United States Twitter account, X account, um, still just... Well, actually, that's from his personal Joe Biden account. That's true. It's not from POTUS. he's still the president. Yeah. Now, clearly, he didn't write this. Someone who works in the office wrote this. That we know of. I mean, he could have. That's true. It's possible. That's true. Um, It's really... He did start out by saying, let me be clear. He says that a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why it's shocking or why it bothers me more than normal, but... Like I said, we had talked about people saying this, that since inflation was down, that should mean prices are back down and we've been making fun of people. And now the actual president's account, the actual president, well, he had a speech of him saying this. This should come down. That's where we are. Which, I mean, this is misinformation, I would say. It's actual misinformation. Actual misinformation. It leads to a lot of people thinking that inflation has gone down. Mm -hmm. It hasn't. It's still up. And what happens, well, inflation has gone down. The well, prices hasn't, haven't come down. The rate of inflation <laughs> has gone down. Yeah, yeah. But the, the prices have not. No, no, because they're still going up. That, yeah, it's just they're going up by 3.2% instead <sighs> of 9 Of uh, The community note says, as long as the inflation rate is positive, prices are increasing. The fact that inflation has come down to 3.2% in October means that prices are still going up albeit at a slower rate than before. The Federal Reserve aims at a target inflation rate of 2%. Thank you, Community Notes. Yeah. All right. Get your votes in. It's time to get the votes in on the Dumb Leap of the Week channel. Uh, Let's run back through them right fast. What do we have here? Number one was pregnant person. Remember that? Yeah. Jim out there. And we come a long way. In the last 45 minutes. Number one was pregnant person. Number two was that dead spin um, Native American blackface article. Number three was the Reagan misquote from Miguel Cardona. Number four was the Chicago mayor talking about the migrant crisis. Same and pulling January 6th and the Civil War into it. Far right extremists mm-hmm. that are trying to take these Democrat cities down. Number five, the UN meet roadmap that they're about to put out Mm. here in the next couple weeks. So we'll see exactly what that's going to be. Number six, the Seattle city planners putting a playground next to a nude beach. Number seven, the Philly (sighs) ski mask ban. Number eight, Rokana. And the only reason that we have a debt growing is because we cut taxes. Number nine was Ed Krasenstein bombs for jobs. Uh, Number 10 was Joe Biden. On economics. Get your votes in. Get your votes in. What do you want to tell people to not do, Charlie? Yeah, while the group is voting, I'm going to tell you to go sign up to be a voter. Mm. You know, we mm. actually, we do have a poll tax. We do. Here at goodmorningliberty.us because we believe in putting your money where your mouth is. So if you want to vote, then you got to sign up. Join gml.com or don't. We don't care if your vote counts or not. We only care about the people and here, yeah, that are voting. Y'all get your votes in while are, he's talking. Go do it. Those Dumb, are good people. Dumb bleep of the week voting channel. We have real libertarians. We do in this group. Yeah, their their names are in yellow. Yes, and all the other people 
are not real libertarians yet, but they're working their way. I believe in them. I believe they can get there. Uh, so if you want to be a real libertarian, there's a place for you. We have a home. That's joingmail.com. It's called the Fed Haters Club. Or you could be homeless if you want to. I don't care. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, share the show with a friend. Or don't. And I won't be here for a while, so <laughs> happy holidays. You're gone for how many days? As long as I possibly can be gone. All right. I'm not quitting the show, though. No. I'm not, not quitting. Quitter. Yeah. I'll do one show a year. You're going to show up. I feel like you're going to show up and I'll be like, hey, Charlie, nice you stop by for a visit. <laughs> exactly. Like in your house, I'm going to have a portrait. I'll just have a duffel bag full of cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a clear winner here. And that's the great thing about Dumb Bleep of the Week. It doesn't, it's not always the one you think it's going to be. I wouldn't have. I voted for it. Did you? Yeah. I wouldn't have. Uh, it's by far the dumbest thing. It is really dumb. Yeah. It's for sure dumb. This guy is legit secretary of education and can't even and quote. An, it's an extra kicker yeah. on top being the secretary of education. He can't even properly quote. And the irony in the situation using a quote to be like, we're the good that, guys. That was meant the opposite that of what the he opposite. was using it for. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And for us over here at Liberty at Night for this week, we'll be right back next Tuesday. Just want to let you know that we've started voting on Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner gets a trophy. That's whoever it is. They get a trophy, and the person who submitted it gets a trophy. So go to joingml.com. We'll see you next week on Liberty at Night. If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com